What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And and this is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. We got the sound effects back in effect, and this is going to be another one of the best edutainment shows here on YouTube. This is a very, very important message to you young brothers from your dad that you never had. Shout out to Tom Likas from your uncle, from your favorite uncle, from your big cuz, and all that stuff, man. Shout out to you, man. You're the guy in your family, in the family that you need that will lead you to the promised land. Do me a favor, man. Hit the like button in the building. Show that you like to be here. Hopefully, we get these strings back in order. You know what I needed to do is I normally have these at full quality, but I uh, took down the resolution quite a bit just so there's no problems with the delay, but I know they're still trying to fix our channel over here. But if you're having problems, go over to the new channel, the Notorious CGA's channel over there that we're building up quite a bit. Give a little bit of algorithm love. I know over there, uh, if you guys can watch the streams. Oh, hey, over there. I got it over here. Who? We got a whole bunch of brothers over there. We got Cheap Drum Hacks over there. Classy Beats is over there. Stormy, Antoine Brown. We got a lot of y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. Let's get this channel up. The 50k like classy b says so go over there on that channel you can go on any channel it doesn't matter um this channel as you guys know they're limiting growth they're changing the algorithm but they're really coming down hard pause on content that helps men unfortunately many people can't deal with it they consider this hate speech but what we do is we tell men legal issues that oftentimes women have this information previously to engaging in relationships to you. This is an absolute fact. So much so that when you walk down these steps of doing the right thing, of protecting and providing, of taking the next steps in your relationship, you're often in ignorance. You don't even know what's going on, and they know. So that when you fail to prepare yourself, they're already two, three steps ahead of you, and they know what they, they, know what they get legally by messing up the relationship so here's what we're gonna do we're before we get into that let's handle the business at hand here so we got the new channel over there uh what else do we got oh if you want your voice to be heard hit me up at the dollar sign cga live all right dollar sign cga live that is for the cash app there's no link in the description box because they don't link directly to the cash app but if you have problems and you already have a paypal account you can go directly to PayPal. All right. So you can go directly through PayPal. That link should be in the description box below. And give me a minute. I am probably going to give you the PayPal link directly if you have it on your computer or your phone. So that's how you let your voice be heard here on here. There are no means to super chat as they have took that away from me and they have stripped that away from me for some odd reason. But we already know the reason, but it is what it is. Um, at some particular point, we'll get those back within the next three or four months. Until then, we'll contribute this way. So anyway, I appreciate the contributions and the support of this message. This message is greatly needed because most time men learn the hard way. You guys, you guys know, if you watched my stream yesterday, I dealt with a lot of hard-headed men who are uh, not really comfortable talking about these subjects. And so I dealt with you guys, and a lot of us learned the hard way with this one. This is why I wrote the book, The Free Agent Lifestyle, which you can get on Audible, and you can get it in, on Amazon, the physical copy. I told you, don't get married, no cohabitation, and no long-term relationships, especially when you're trying to become the man that you need to become, okay? Now, once you become the man you need to become, then you can revisit 
no marriage, no cohabitation, no, no long-term relationships. But what you're probably going to come to the, the conclusion you're probably going to draw is marriage, long-term relationships and cohabitation are no longer worth it, right? Because you have the economic sense, you have the stability, you have the peace, you have the quiet, you have the freedom. And then you look at it and say, why most likely, probably uh, eight times out of 10, you're probably going to say, I'm never going to get married in the position you're in. Now, some of you guys will roll the dice. Some of you guys will end up going, okay, I live the free agent lifestyle. I got myself to where I wanted to get. I'll, I'll get married. All right. Now, most of you guys are going to fail, but it's okay. <laughs> most of you guys are going to fail because you don't know what you're up against. I'm not happy. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go through it yourself. You're hard-headed. All right. Most of those relationships are going to fail. In fact, 99% relationships fail. 70%. I have great statistics for you. 70% fail within the first year. All right, of the relationship. All right. And people oftentimes, you guys uh, think I'm a Debbie Downer. I'm enjoying life, by the way, knowing what I know. But people think that I'm off on these statistics. And I always tell you, listen, I if you want to challenge me, just go get a piece of paper. I'll show you. 99% of all relationships fail. 70% fail in the first year. Hold up. <laughs> now, if you don't think now, if you don't think I'm true, get a piece of paper out and write everybody you've been with. Just write it down. You'll see I'm absolutely right. Most of your relationships didn't even get out the blocks within the first year. Okay. And then all of your relationships have failed. If you're single right now, that means you're Owen. All of your relationships are failed. All Owen 50, Owen 100, Owen 200. All right. So do not get mad at me when I say almost all of them fail. They do. Just get used to it. <laughs> get used to it. Just accept it. I mean, if you're broke, just say that. <laughs> um, and the 1%, the 0.01% of relationships that succeed, they go into marriage. They go into marriage in which 50 to 70% of them fail. <laughs> All right, cohabitation is the subject. So what we're going to do is we're going to get into the early contributions. This is what we do. We dedicate it to the brothers that. Hit them, hit them cash apps and super chats and all of those PayPals up early. We got some great stats for you. Shout out to who we got. Who do we got? Who do we got in here? Uh, we're going to call them Mr. 304 Boyd is in the building. Thank you, sir. Uh, we got T. Wright. A shout out to you from Tim. He says, keep up the great work, CGA. Apologize for the government names, but we're getting used to it. Shout out to Warhammer. It's a nightmare living with a woman. We're going to clean all of that up and give you the real expectations of what you're going to uh, experience when you live with your first woman. Okay, we're going to go through that. I've lived with three women as roommates over about a three-year period. And then I've lived with a woman that I eventually got engaged with and married. So I have experience with this. Of all of my years as a man, I've probably lived with the woman for 13 years combined. All right, so I got plenty of experience. And I've had other girlfriends that wanted to push the live with type of thing, too. So don't think I'm speaking out of context here. All right. Shout out to Mr. Gourmet over here on Patreon. Coach gang for life. Appreciate you over on Patreon. And if you're on Patreon, you guys get way more exclusive content that the people are not getting here. Right. You're getting the members live streams. You're getting the seeking arrangement live streams. You're getting the money mindset if you're at the top tier. All right, you're getting, that's what you're getting. And there's plenty of videos over there. All right, in another year, Patreon gonna be litty. 
And I'll probably put more emphasis on Patreon probably in another year, maybe less. Who knows? Shout out to XL Pro Services, Coach Gang winning. We're winning over here. Leaf is in the building again. Appreciate you, Leaf, for being back again and again. We got a couple more. Uh, Mr. Jordan, we're going to call you Jordan Jones. He says, uh, peace, quiet, and freedom. Thanks, CGA. That's what it's all about. That is the men's guide to peace, quiet, and freedom. That is the free agent lifestyle. Men don't want anything more than that. Now, you, we want some peace leave, too. All right, we want some peace leave, too. But oftentimes, that pursuit of that will, you have to trade that for peace, quiet, and freedom. All right. I told a woman probably in the last couple of years, she was talking to me. I was like, no, I enjoy my freedom. She was completely offended. She could not get over that. She was like, what do you mean freedom? <laughs> what, what does that mean? Freedom? That tells you that tells you right there. They don't want you to be free. Like that's completely offensive to them. I mean, what, what does that even mean? And I was like, I like my ability to come and go as I please and do what I want. Like she was completely ruined. By me saying I wanted to have freedom. <laughs> guys, people do not want you to be free. They don't. You guys are in debt to the American government. You're in debt to banks. And they constantly sell this to you. You're in debt to relationships, in debt to peace leave, in debt to marriage. If you're living debt-free, like financially debt-free, you, you don't have no student loans. You have very little consumer debt. No housing debt. People hate you. And then when you tell them, nah, you know, I, I don't have my, por my portion's not leased. I paid cash for it. What? Well, that was a dumb thing to do. It's a depreciating asset. Well, actually, used portions actually appreciated in about 20%. <laughs> it didn't depreciate. Actually, I could sell it and make more money right now. <laughs> I can walk out six figures in cash right now, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> they hate you. They hate that stuff because in their world, they cannot understand that. They, they don't know what freedom is. They think they know what freedom is, but they don't. Uh, oftentimes, they're married to their finances. They're married to women or they're married to their house. You guys couldn't leave right now. Who, where's my homeowners in the house? You guys know me and my homeowner owner philosophy. Home ownership is a good investment. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that, but you guys can't leave right now. All right, leave right now. Move today and get all of the, get all the equity out of your house right now. You can't do it. Because <laughs> you're a slave. Yeah, you're a slave. You think you're free, but you're a slave, but it's okay. You don't know nothing but slave. Like you, you move from your mama's house and then you move immediately in with Tamika. You're a slave. All right. So anyway, shout out to my man D Cole is in the building. He says, shout out, keep up. And he says, keep up helping men wise up. Thank you, man. Keep up helping men wise up. That's where we at. Keep up helping men wise up. Shout out to Simon Small in the building again and again. Thank you for the uh, contributors that come in every stream, essentially. And they drop something in the bucket to keep the message going. That's what it's all about. And then we got one more. Make sure he's not his, his government name on PayPal. Billy the Kid says, Coach, where was this video eight years ago? All I'm going to say is it's easy to get in, but hard to get out. Have an exit strategy, 100%. Thank you, Billy the Kid. Have an exit strategy in all you do. But what you guys do is you get clouded. 
here's what you think. And we're going to get in with the show. What men think. Thank you, Mr. Norris. What men think when they move in with the woman is all the sex that they're going to get. All right. This is what you think. You're like, oh, my God, you finally met her. You met the love of your life. Most people move in within the first year of knowing the person. Okay. So it's not like you knew the person for four or five years and then you moved in. What commonly is done is you move in after the first, within the first year of knowing her. You might think something silly like, we're going to save money if we move in together. Like she lives over here, you live over here. She's constantly over your place or you're constantly over her place. And she's like, hey, why don't we just move in because we're always together? And I cannot have to, I don't have to live at my place. Or you're saying the same thing. I don't have to live at my place and pay rent over there too. We can save money by moving in together. Then because we're already together anyway. And then what you do is you move in. Now, what you're going to do, as soon as you move in, you think you're going to be clapping cheeks every day. That's what you think. You think you're going to be clapping cheeks every day. Now, I'm here to tell you, that might happen in the first 30 to 60 days of your cohabitation. Because the first 30 or 60 days, she's going to be like, oh, man, it's good. Baby, I'm yours. This is great. After the first 30 or 60 days, the sex will dwindle down. And this is why. Oftentimes, it is a rookie. I'm going to give you the stats. Oftentimes, is a, the first time a woman moves in with a man or the first time a man moves in with a woman. Okay, she is experiencing her first time giving sex away with very little in return, which normally which means in effect, anytime she has had sex with a man where there's resources involved, she's gotten something back immediately tangible, a meal, jewelry, gas in her car, entertainment, attention, whatever it is. She's gotten that back. Well, when she moves in, eventually she's going to feel like you're getting sex for free because you already paid the rent. Once the rent is paid or whoever paid the rent, you guys pulled your little money together, you paid the rent. Now, once the rent is paid on the 1st and you're clapping cheeks on the 20th, she don't remember that rent being paid on the 1st. So every time she gives away sex, it is sex for free in her mind. Mind you, the cable bills being paid, the electric bills and all of the gas and all of that stuff's been paid, but there's no immediately tangible return every time she gives up the cheeks. So in her mind, she's going, I'm giving away sex for free. What is going on here in her mind? See, a lot of women have never adapted to this. They can't tell the difference between when they're in a relationship and giving sex away that they're getting a return. But they've always leveraged sex to get something immediately in return. And, you know, except for Chad and Tyrone, right? But they've always leveraged it to get an immediate return. Well, the immediate return is gone away when you move in, especially. And then when you marriage, when you marry, if you pay a percentage of the bill, it, that's gone away. There's no immediate return. <laughs> and she's going to feel a certain way about that, especially then what's going to happen to you is you're going to stop doing the things that you did to get her in, right? So both of you guys are going to be at fault. You're going to stop doing the things, right? You're going to be lazy. You're going to be in your boxers, breath stinking in your, your white beater tank top. 
She going to be in some booty shorts, tank top, no bra, sloppy, ain't even brushed her teeth. All you're going to want to do is say, hey, let me bend it over real quick. That's You're going to want to bend it over real quick. Hey, man, let me just get five strokes in. That's all you're going to want to do. And she's going to be like, yo, hold up, hold up. What have you done for me lately? Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, yeah. Falcon Black said, taking a dump with the door open. Yeah, you catch her. You ever go to your girlfriend? You at your girlfriend's house or you move in together? You ain't never seen her in the bathroom dropping the deuce. But now when you move in, y'all got to drop deuces in the same house. So your girlfriend go to the bathroom real quick. You watching your episode or whatever you watching on Netflix. She disappeared for a minute. You're like, where that girl at? You hear the toilet flush. And you're like, damn, I got to go to the bathroom too. And you walk in. As soon as you walk in the bathroom, you're like. You're like, girl, that came out of you. Girl, that came out of you. For the first time, you've experienced the fact that she has body odor. And this is, she's a human being. See, people don't understand that because. When you're not cohabitating, when you're not cohabitating, you're seeing her at her best. At your best, you are love. You're the vine of motivating spirit in my life. You've seen her at her best. She shaved her legs. She shaved her armpits. She got rid of her body odor. She put her secret deodorant on. She put her perfume on. She got her hair all plumped up. And puffed up all nice. And she got it all in the right spot. She got the makeup going. Right? Now you see her. She got her bonnet. Now you see her. She's a little bit musty today. And you're looking at the countdown clock. You said, damn, last time you took a shower was Friday. Here we are at Sunday night. And I want a little bit of that thing. And you ain't jumped in that shower or washed up under your arms since Friday morning before you went to work. See? You're seeing these things now. And it's giving you a different, it's give, and then you, then she dropped the deuce. Then she woke up with her breast stink and talk about, honey, let's get one in real quick. I love morning sex. Breast smell like hot Cheetos. Mm. Right? Now you can smell her feet all up on your furniture smelling like corn nuts. And you're looking at a girl, you better wash them feet. She'd be like, suck these toes, daddy. Uh-uh. You see her period panties hanging all over the damn shower. See, what you used to, not see you see in full 4k and you're going god dang now i'm just now listen ladies are probably like what about when you do hey ladies make your own episode and talk about that i'm not talking about that over here dudes are sloppy too but i in my experiences the women have been more sloppy i mean i'm very tidy with my place and my space i'm very tidy yeah i got some stuff laying around here and there but i'm not sloppy most of the time the women have been more sloppy than me when i move in okay but what I'm saying is you're going to see a part of her that you didn't see because had you had seen it, you would never have moved in with her. You never would have moved in with her. And now that you see it, you're going to get a different interpretation. So the sex is going to de-escalate. And the longer conversations are going to escalate. Now, the longer you talk with any woman, the more likely you're going to argue. I don't care what's going on because... Women are for Mars and men are for Venus. We They live in a parallel universe that we don't understand. We live in a simple world. They live in a very complex world. And by nature, by nature, you're going to have disagreements and they're going to be very easy. So the more likely it is that she's around, the more likely it is that you're going to be in disagreement. If you cohabitate with some woman, just don't see them very often. <laughs> just don't be around them. Don't talk to them. Don't be in the same room. That's the only way you're going to uh, survive. 
But if you're living in a small space in the same, you're going to be in argument. You're going to be in disagreement more than more likely than not. And uh, the first couple of years, the first couple of months, you're going to try not to just so you don't piss her off so that you can get some sex. But uh, the minute she's pissed off, she's going to hold sex hostage. So let's go back to the original point. Um, she's always used sex as a weapon. Okay. And then if she's immature, which a lot of people are when they first move in together, we're going to show you stats. If they're immature, she's going to use sex as a weapon against you. She's going to leverage it against you to get cooperation. She's going to leverage it against you to get something tangible. She's going to leverage it for you to continue to do the things that you were doing before you got her. And, and it's not going to be apparent at first, but it's going to gradually be there. Let's give you a couple of stat, uh, stats here. Uh, let's give you a couple of stats. And then we'll tell you later how to avoid why you should avoid the cohabitation for legal purposes, okay? For legal purposes, so because because this is a show. Uh, first thing here, this is a show that's to educate you, not to put people down or belittle them. By the way, let me put up the disclaimer already, uh, because people are gonna think, well, you're talking about the nasty things that women do. What about listen? There's not that many women that watch me, so why would I tailor my content to you? And not many of you ladies super chat or send me feed pictures. So stop with the what I should be talking about. Stop trying to leverage your emotions and your sex or your feet against me to change my message. As soon as you guys start filling up my inbox with feet pictures and you start pu putting money in my coffers, I'm going to continue to preach to men. Ladies, it's easy to do. Give up the money. I'm not trying to stick y'all up for sex. I got plenty of people in line for that. All right. But if the fine ones want to step up in the front of the line, come on up. Other than that, be quiet. <laughs> anyway, check this trap out. That's before we even get to that. Listen to this one right here. Aggression in 20-somethings cohabitation, dating, and marriage. A number of studies have shown that cohabitating couples are more likely to experience physical aggression in their relationships than married couples. And they're going to take a look at two studies, especially people who are in their 20s, who are more likely to uh, participate in cohabitation relationships. In both studies, physical aggression was measured as having some history of behaviors, such as pushing, shoving, hitting, and beyond. Doesn't matter if the man or woman is doing it. It's most likely the woman doing it by based on other stats that we showed you. Manning and colleagues found that cohabitating couples were more likely to report aggression 31% in their relationships than married people at 23% and dating couples at 18. These differences held even when controlling for many other vari variables. Um, so when it comes to domestic violence, when it comes to most of the time you guys cohabitate uh, and you're young in your 20s, it's going to be a powder keg. It's going to be a powder keg. You guys are not prepared for this. Again, you don't understand that she lives in a parallel universe. You don't understand that the more you talk, the worse it's going to get. But she's going to want to talk. She likes communication. She's a social creature. So she likes to talk. She thinks that's how you're going to bond. But she doesn't realize that that's more likely how you're going to be parting. You're more likely going to want to be away from her and be annoyed by her the more you talk. People don't understand that. Men are pretty simple when it comes to conversation. We can get the point across in very few words. But now, if I have to ex explain it in a long detail, more likely than not, I'm going to piss you off because I'm tired of talking. 
<laughs> so I'm tired of talking. So uh, let's go back to the next slide right here. Women is woman is seen throwing boyfriend's belongings out of the window after alleged infidelity, sparking debate. Okay, so here's another immature 20 year old person who are co cohabitating. And many times these people do silly things like this. So um, even if you, it's worse if you move in with her into her domicile, which is a, I tell you guys, never even do that. If you're too broke to live with a woman, I mean, to live by yourself, the worst thing you do is to go live with a woman to save money. Go get some male roommates. Do not move in with a girlfriend. But uh, immature people do stuff like this in which they destroy property which she should be in jail. I mean, she should have a claim. You should have a small claims court. Um, you should make her pay for these things. She probably damaged this car um, all because she's in a tirade of an alleged infidelity. See, they believe in their universe that they can destroy things if you cheat. Oh, you guys can't see it. They think that, oh, I can, oh I've been done wrong. I can destroy things. Waiting to exhale has proved this. Let, Lisa Left Eye Lopez has proved this. Um, uh, uh, too many people have said, yeah, you can get away with destroying things if you're done wrong in a relationship. This is what immature people do. And when you live with them, this is what you face. They're going to tear up your PlayStation. They think they can put take a hammer to your flat screen TV just because you're not paying them attention. So this is what happens when you cohabitate with people, especially women in their 20s as young men. All right. There goes the PS5 and all of that stuff. Here's some more stuff right here. Oh, um, we're going to talk about common law as well, legal stuff. Where's my statistics that I wanted to get to? Where's my statistics? Here's one right here. It says, does moving in mean breakup? You'd think the natural progression of modern romance goes like this. Meet cute, uh, meet cute, fall in love, and wait, fall desperately in love, live together, walk down the aisle, buy, buy a dream home, and have some adorable kids. Great dream, right? Well, I'm sorry to bust your fantasy bubble with some stats that'll rock that bliss. So this is what I do here, and I get in a lot of trouble. I bust fantasy bubbles up. I say, this is not going to work out like that. You think it's going to be, oh, I met her, and she's going, we love each other. She would never do that. And then you'll live together, walk her down the aisle, have babies, and everything's going to be all right. That's the fantasy. The reality is this. New York Magazine reported on a recent study that found that 14% of couples break up within a year of moving in together. And one third of cohabitating couples head to Splitsville by year three. Now, I read another article that these numbers were way higher. Like it was something ridiculous, like 50% by the first six to eight months. All right. Uh, but I here's another article right here that actually is going to back up what I was talking about. Uh, right here, over half of couples split up after moving together. Mm. You can't see it, but uh, let's see if I can pull it up here. It's at the bottom of the screen right here. For some reason, there's a big ad, empty space here. Over half a couple split up after moving in together. Half. Uh, after many couples, wait, after many couples have struggled to make it during the lockdown, new research conducted by regulated property buyers, Good Move, reveals that over half, 56% of couples call it quits after moving in with a partner. And leaving clothes everywhere is the biggest bugbear, bugbear, of living with your other half, all right? So you got habits and all of these things that you got to overcome. Half, over half. And guys, they break up within a year, a year. <laughs> it's quickly. 
here it is. Um, one in five moved in with a partner after one or two years of dating, but it's not always plain sailing when living with the loved one, especially not during the pandemic. They're saying this is pandemic related, kind of. Nearly one in 10 of the couples broke up just after just four to six months. 10% after the first four to six months. Now, I don't know if you guys know how um, move-ins work. Many times there's a one-year lease attached to it. This is why some property managers hate couples, hate to rent their properties to couples, okay? If I was owning rental properties, some of the last people I would have move in, unfortunately, are couples, young couples, and single mothers. Because the young couples are going to break up before the lease ends. And the single mother is going to be behind in rent after about three months. She's going to be behind. And there's going to be sob stories of why she's behind. What what happened is Demetrius football team fees came up unexpectedly and my car broke down and my baby daddy didn't pay his child support. So um, I'm going to patch up some money together. I'm going to be, I'll give it to you by about the 15th of the month. So she's going to be perpetually behind every month to the point where she's going to think she caught up after five months of being behind, but she don't realize she a month behind still. She be like, I'm, she patch up all the money. She bring it up to you. She handed here. I got money. She handed over. I'm finally caught up, landlord. Thank you very much. And you'd be like, mm. uh, you ain't caught up. You still a month behind. What? What do you mean I'm still a month behind? I caught up. See, um, I was behind the 15th, the first month. And then when I went ahead, I caught up. And then I caught up the previous month. And then I was behind. And then I paid you on the 20th the next month. And then I caught up to that. And then I paid you. But you was behind 15 days. You caught up to the, the month ahead. You still behind. You still owe me a month. <laughs> you know I ain't lying. So this is what happens with couples. When they break up, they're going to break up within the first six months. And then somebody's going to move out. Either you're going to move out or take that L. You're going to take that L. So do not move in thinking that you're going to be in there together. Statistics show you that within the first six months, one, 10% of y'all are done. And what, what happened during that time? The sex, has de de the sex has decreased, more time in the same small space, more arguments, and then let's not even get to the privacy, or let's say it like my brothers in the UK say it, the privacy. Let's get to the privacy issues. You know, you're going to have a problem with communicating with other people girlfriends, boyfriends, other people that you're dating. And Mike. so if you're doing things that are going to violate trust, either one, then it's going to cause a problem up front. She's going to, this is what's going to happen to her. And we'll get to the rest of the show. She's going to believe that uh, once now you moved in and she gave you the booty, it's time to go shake her ass. Maybe with the girls nights out or a girls trip. And you're going to trip out about that. You're going to be like, hold up. I didn't move in with you. So you can just leave me here by myself, right? That conversation is going to come up. Wait, on Friday night, Saturday, you going out with the girls? But what am I supposed to do with myself? And she's going to like play PlayStation like you normally do. Ignore me. 
right? So these immature conversations are going to come up, right? You, you're playing PlayStation. She's tired of it. So she thinks she's going to get you back by going out to girls' nights out. So she's in the bathroom. She's putting on her jeans. She's she looking at her ass in the mirror, you know, where they poke that little pose out, where they stick their little hip out like that. She's looking at her ass in the mirror. She's getting her hair done. She's putting on all this perfume. She's spraying her piece leave down. She's doing things that you ain't seen her do in eight, eight months. But she's getting ready to go out. And you're like, what's going on? And it's going to cause a problem, right? So that's what's going to happen in the first uh, four to six months. Let me give you some more stats. 8% of couples call it quits after living together for less than three months. Damn. So another 10% after three months, three measly months. Again, the sex is going to start tanking. You're going to want freedom. She's going to want to talk and it's going to be a disaster. And 2% left in less than a month before calling it off. What's more, 6% of respondents have called it a day after five or more years of living together. All right. So five or more years and we'll get to what the reasons are. Leaving clothes, bags, shoes everywhere. That sounds like her. Leaving the toilet seat up. That sounds like you. Not doing the washing up. <laughs> okay. I'm sure I'm sure that sounds like um body washing. What is that? Amassing lots of hair in the plug. That sounds like her. Leaving hair clips around. That sounds like her. You're gonna find out that women aren't as clean and tidy as you believe them to be. Now, this is a stereotype that women are clean and tidy, right? But it's not as it's not so. Go to any woman's bathroom right now. Go to their bathroom right now, and you're going to see a disaster. Curling irons, hair straighteners, bobby pins, hair everywhere. I don't care what race they are, especially when they if they have a wig or they're a white woman, they got to be having hair everywhere. They said like. Um, non, non allogenic dogs. All right. They shed like crazy hair be falling out everywhere. Um, what else is going to have a, a problem here? Um, no pet peeves, not cleaning up after cooking. That's both of you guys, but you'll find that they don't. Yeah, man, that's going to be a mess. Somebody want, you should use the dishwasher. No, I like washing the dishes. It cuts the grease out. Well, the dish, you know, it's going to be like a philosophy on how to do the dishes right, where to put the dishes. Disaster. These are the things that happen when you move in. People don't anticipate them. You think you're just going to be laying up having sex all the time. That's the first couple of weeks. No pet peeves. I'm not sure what that is. Leaving wet towels around the house. That sounds like her. That's going to be her again. <laughs> all right. Women do that many times because they have two towels. And they don't like to reuse towels. See, dudes will reuse a towel for two straight months without washing that damn thing. It'll be stanking. He'll get out the shower and 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 dry himself off with a stanky ass towel. So he's least likely to leave a wet towel anywhere. Matter of fact, he's least likely to take a shower. All right. So, but she will use two towels, especially if it's a non-melanated woman. Uh, if you go with a girl, a, a curly-haired woman, that's another nightmare. <laughs> he said two months you know some of y'all out here with them two month ass towels you got black towels so you don't see how dirty they are hey um um if you go with a curly haired woman your house is about to be a mess like a latina chick or a mixed chick and she got curly hair like curly hair oh my god 
It's going to be hair everywhere. And it takes them years to do their hair. So be careful with that one. Uh, a couple more things and we'll get to some chats here. Not doing chores unless asked. That's going to be both of you guys. Spending too much time on video games, that's going to be you guys. All right, so these things are going to lead to the argument. And then we'll talk about the legal stuff that people do not understand before they move in, all right, before they move in. Uh, let's see here. Uh, if you guys love curly-haired women, I, I, I get it. I get it. But um, if you like curly-haired women, do not move in with one. Hair everywhere. It's going to be an absolute mess. <laughs> Somebody said tumbleweed. It's going to be like, oh, my goodness. And then, you know, like, you know, you're not going to be able to rub your hair, hands through their hair or nothing. All right. Because it'd be kinky, uh, kinky hair, bro. But they kinky, too. Shout out to the kinky curly hair girls in the building. All right. Cash app. And then we'll do. Maybe I'll, I'll do this for my homeboy. Um, Timestamp Avery. I just switched the thing here. I'll do like this. I'll take it off so you see we switch topics. All right. We're going to get into legal issues now. That was just the cohabitation issues. Now we're going to get into legal issues. Now you're really going to get it. All right. Now you're really going to get it. All right. Shout out to Kevin O. He says, thanks for saving me from the plantation. Appreciate you, man. Stay free. Stay free. They don't want you free walking around here. A&A Radio says, live with the, white, with the white girl, almost lost my life. Let's let's show the clip in um, Rosewood one more time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How, how did you almost lose your life living with a white girl? Well, we talked about domestic violation, but, um, man. For brothers that are exploring for the first time interracial relationships, we need to talk. We need to talk. I've I've done these interracial relationships a lot of my life. I mean, I lived in places where it's okay. I don't understand people who are against them. I'm like, why does it bother you? I don't care who does it, men or women. I'm like, have fun. But um, if you think there's no bull crap about to go on over there because you left the sisterhood of Bonnetville and you think you're going to go over to white girls and it's going to be easier, you are in for a surprise. <laughs> You are in for a the shock of the hour. <laughs> You're in for a surprise because you don't realize how much of a princess they that they yeah you don't realize how much of a princess that they are, and when you move in, see you got. <laughs> Let me tell the my ninja ninja ninjas out here ninja ninja ninja. You got by life living with your single mother, who never owned a screwdriver. And you repaired everything with a butter knife. All right. That's how you got through life. All right. Like you got through with no tools, no toolbox, no equipment in your damn kitchen. You ain't never owned a spatula in your life. All you did was use the fork. You got one pair of, you got one pot for all the damn, for all the damn kitchen utensils. Guess what? You move in with a white woman. She's going to take your ass to Ikea or Restoration Hardware. She's going to take your ass to, uh, uh, what's the damn uh, Pottery Barn? She's going to take you to Pottery Barn. And she's going to be like, we need this, 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 this. You're going to be like, oh, hold up. 
Yes, you're going to take your ass to Crate and Barrel. We need a pancake maker, a waffle maker. We need a waffle iron. We need a damn blender. We need this. this. Man, you're going to be broke. <laughs> yeah, you done use duct tape. She gonna we need we need reversal tape, inside tape. Yeah, she's gonna take your ass to Whole Foods. You're gonna be like, why don't we go to uh the quickie shop over here and go get some food? She like, we ain't shopping there. You be at Whole Foods like this. God damn. I got money. <laughs> Wait, we don't need all this. Yeah, she take you to William. That's what I was thinking of, William Sonoma. She take you to William Sonoma. You're like, yo, man, put that down. $300? What the hell? <laughs> but your ass used to doing going to Target and Kmart to get your stuff. All right? And you only buy, you be like, this could serve as a spatula and a screwdriver. This will work. That's how you do when you grow up with a single mother. She... Do not move in with no, You. that's how you go broke. And you're looking there like, why do we need this stuff, bro? <laughs> so be careful, man. They will run your tab up. That's problem number one, because they're princesses. That's how they grew up. They grew up in the princess mindset. They'll run your tab up and they'll start ordering stuff. Don't ever think you're going to go over there and save money. If you want to interracially date, and as a, you ninja, ninja, ninjas, if you go over to white women, if you want to interracially date, be prepared to spend some money. You ain't about to just go on the cheap over there. If you think sisters are bad, you're going to be crawling back to sisters because you thought they were out of their mind asking for what they were asking for. But see, they buy frivolous stuff like handbags that they can't afford, right? They buy stupid stuff, right? But so you go over there, I ain't buying that stuff. You're going to crawl back to the, to the ghetto. <laughs> You're going to be crawling back. <laughs> so forget it, bro. Remember your mom used to put um, used to put a hole in your jeans and she get that little thing. She cut that little patch out, iron on and patch on your jeans. I need a new pair of jeans. You go in her closet. She got a closet full of jeans. Oh, no. The new style is high rise. And no, Starbucks every morning. They don't know the definition. They, they think money grows on trees. If you go over to the suburbs, they think money grows on trees. All right. And you're going to pay the tab. Forget about it. <laughs> but y'all going to get y'all. Y'all going to get y'all a Kaylee. But it's going to cost you. So that you better wake up to that reality. Kaylee's cost money. They grew up in nice big houses with with four bedrooms and decor and and all of that stuff don't think your apartment dwelling ass single mother ass gonna come over here and bring her down to that level she ain't oh hell no mm. <laughs> like i don't think so you live in an apartment that's what she gonna say <laughs> so anyway shout out to uh anyway we just went off on a little tangent here Oh, the Kaylee that, yeah, this one right here. Oh, uh, somebody says, play the Kaylee that says you need to, you gotta, you don't have a spin, I don't have a spending problem, you have an earning problem. So this is what it is right here. Thanks for that, right here. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share 
and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight and I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling. Yeah, man. Hey, bro. That woman, that's the ones you will run into. If you run into that, you will go broke messing with them. <laughs> ABL says, Where, where's Orenthal when you need him? <laughs> oh, man. And, and that's what Orenthal did, too. Uh, you get you a pretty young white woman, just get your money out, bro. Just get your bag out. You ain't about to go there. That's why them dudes, them dudes, those white suburban dads be simps. Them women spend their money like crazy. All right, shout out to Mr. Silverback. Kunta is in the house. Coach fighting simps is like fighting good versus evil. It is uh, because they're gone. You know, men who are giving up on that, they're gone. And it's no use in fighting them. Shout out to Mr. Jordan Jones. Understand women lead, uh, lead, lead me here. Understanding women led me here can't go back. And I like women, you know what I mean? It's, it's not that I don't like them. I just don't like what comes with it. And they think that they're entitled to it. Now, that's the problem I have. I'm like, oh, hell no. Shout out to Classy Beats. Let's keep this message going. Coach, thank you. Mr. Hines is in the building. Hines Hefner will call you. He says you get post-move in clarity real quick. Uh, the statistics show you, man, by the time you get to the six-year mark, six-month mark, you get post-move in clarity. She does too, but you realize real fast, I need to get out of this situation. It's no bueno. Most of the time. Shout out to DGC. More coffee for the coach. All right. Thank you, man. Jose says, don't move in together. Peace, quiet, and freedom. We'll probably talk about that at the end. What you're giving up. You think you're going to get, you think you're going to get a lot in return for moving in, but you're going to give up damn near everything. You are as in terms of what you want. Um, Mr. Harley's in the building. Thank you for reviewing the basics. Yes, I've kind of gone back to the basics the last couple of days because I was getting complex and complex and I realized more new and new people were coming in. So I'm like, you know what? Let's go back to the basics. All right. Uh, thank you, sir. It's only right says listen to coach all facts. All right. All facts. We don't lie over here, man. Um, and I don't want to get you guys into traps. Sure. You could get around not doing some of these things. But most of the time, you're going to get caught up in these things. Callie West, Miami, says, when someone doesn't appreciate your presence, bless them with your absence. He says, I am no longer, I no longer work at a job that didn't want to pony up, but I dropped them like a bad habit because I finally have FU money and my old boss gave me a raise to go back to being an electrician's assistant, which is a step away from freedom. CGA is right. Always have an exit plan. Congratulations. At some point, you get fed up. People don't want to do you right. You got to bounce on them. When things don't add up, you got to start subtracting. All right, so we're really going back to the basis of my message. When things don't add up, start subtracting. Rockaway Rob, cohabitation does not work, especially if you make more money. I paid 70% of the bills. Come to find out she was saving money in the bank. She had $15,000 stashed, and I was like, what the hell? So that happens too, man. I've told you, I've listened to I've really studied women the last 10 years, but I've known them for a long time. I've heard I've heard women say stuff like that. They see no problem in doing that. Now, that is a violation of what I call a social contract, which men participate in social contracts. 
we think that there's some sort of handshake deal or some sort of deal where they're going to be open and honest and not try to get over on you. But women will see an open hole or a a um a a um a loophole or a gray area and they'll exploit it and they'll say, What's the problem with me saving money? Why can't you save money? And you're going, I'm trying to keep this relationship together and I'm trying to do what I need to as a man by paying and doing everything I think is right. I can't save money. Well, she's gonna be like, That's your fault. I'm saving money. I've heard women say they want to marry a rich guy. So that they can work their business and he can he can support her and she can stash away money. So all the money she earns from her business, she can put away. But your ass is going to be supporting her the whole time. How does I mean, how does that even make sense? How? But they will make that make sense. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Guys, know what you're agreeing to before you agree to it, please. Or you're going to get caught off guard. I mean, it is so damn ridiculous. You're going to get caught off guard and she's going to have money to move away and you're going to be stuck and she won't even pay the end of the lease. You're like, okay, well, let's move out. You got 15 grand. Why don't you pay the lease all the way to the end since I paid 70% of the money? So you actually owe, dude, never, never try to negotiate with them. KT Thomas says when a woman moves in with a man, and does not sign a lease or other housing documents, you must go through court eviction uh, process to get her out if she's there after 30 consecutive days of cohabitation, and that is a fact. Now, do your due diligence. I don't know, because we both live in California, so it it may be different to where you are, but we're going to get into the legalities of that, what you have to do. Just because she didn't sign the lease doesn't mean you can kick her out. Hey, you you ain't cooperating, you're out. If after a month, she's there, she's moved in. So she has rights to the properties. I don't know if you guys know this. You don't have to own the property or you don't even have to have, um, you don't have to own the property or you don't even have to have a lease or an agreement to live in the property to have rights. This is called squatters rights. So say for instance, I buy a property in Oklahoma, but I never move in. I just say, I bought the property. I'll move in in six months. Well, two months later, somebody says, this house is vacant, and they occupy the house. I can't go kick them out in many municipalities. I have to go through a process of removing them. I can't come in with a firearm. Get the hell out of my house. They live there now. (laughs) And they have rights. They're like, hey, you left it vacant for an excess amount of time. You never checked. You never claimed it. I claimed it. So if a woman, even if you have a relative move in with you, somebody, here it is right here. We're going to go through these legalities. Even if you have a relative move in, hey, I I, I, uh, broke up with my wife. Let me sleep on your couch. And they're there for a damn month. You can't kick them out. You can't be like, all right, time to go and throw all their stuff outside. More, most places you can't do that. You got to go through the eviction process. So let's talk about, uh, let me do, I got one more PayPal. And we'll talk about the legalities. All right. Who is this? Carlos. Carlos says, morning coach from south of the border. Cohabitating with a woman. It's a trap. They convert to full witches within weeks. Avoid it. Just finishing my coffee. Have a good day. Uh, thank you for that, Carlos. Thank you for that. They change who they are. This is the bait and switch. They change who they are once they get into the comfort position. All right. So you guys got to know what it is. Not all of them are going to do this. but most of them are. 
Last one, CGA, do you ha still have the video clip of the wife arguing with her husband about cooking for the kids and the family that's relevant to the topic today big time? You mean the one, it was the bigger woman, she was like, I don't have to, I don't even remember how to find that, but I remember the clip you were talking about. Um, it's crazy. It's a crazy deal. Let's talk about the legality. So uh, Avery, we're switching. When you see that time banner, when we see that banner running, we switched it up. Let's talk about some legalities here. First of all, first of all, um, the ways, we'll talk about common law because people are concerned about common law. When you cohabitate, you are inviting the law into your relationship. When previously the law would not have got involved in the relationship unless there was a domestic violation. But if you move in, you're getting the law involved because now you're signing leases. Even if you don't sign a lease, if you have to evict or if you have to break up, if someone bought furniture, now you need to divide the furniture up. Somebody's going to, or if there's a situation where um, you're not on the lease and she kicks you out and throws all your stuff and destroys the property, now you got the legal system involved. With that being said, the trap is there's ways that people can claim that they either thought you were married, progressing the marriage, or there's ways that they cannot be removed from your property should something toxic happen, or there's ways that you can be removed from the property, even though you have rights to the property. This is how crazy it gets. Now, with that being said, women know all of these things up front, or if they don't know it, once your relationship starts going south, and this is one thing that you have to learn about ladies, and almost every lady in every type of relationship I've had have done this. It doesn't matter if it's your wife, your girlfriend, a girl you're boning, your ex-wife, your 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 daughter, your granny, your mama, all of these all the all of these types of women are going to do these things and they do this very well because this is how they naturally preserve themselves. They're never going to be left out in the cold. They're going to make sure your ass get left out in the cold. So what they do is before they break up, before it's going left, before they do their exit plan, they ensure that they're protected. They ensure that their rights, what rights they have, what they're entitled to, and all of that. Just, in, just like if you're married, before she divorces you and files, she goes and speaks to an attorney. I showed you a stat that said before women file for divorces, which 70 and 80% of them file, within a year before they filed, they already met with the attorney. Within a year before they filed, they already met with the attorney. You think they just met with the attorney that day and she laid out the law. No, they already laid out the law. They followed the steps. They told her what to do, where to get the money out, get your half of the money out, what you're entitled to. They do that shit. And Brittany Chavez is in here. Shout out to Brittany. You owe me some feed pictures. Um, women already plan their exit way before you even know about it. Way before. You won't even have a freaking clue. And guys, if it's your girlfriend, she'll give you peace leave during this time. She'll sleep with you. This is called sleeping with the enemy. The person you're trusting the most to actually be at your most vulnerable. You can go to sleep and, and know that this person at least has your back. This woman's planning your demise. That woman is planning to stab you in the back like no other. Now, with that being said, is this evil? No, it's not evil. This is how she ensures she's not homeless. 
This is how she ensures she's protected by the full arm of the law. She don't want to be homeless. She'd rather your ass be homeless before she's homeless. <laughs> Somebody says, why is everyone upset? Where are you coming from? Alexis, give me feet pictures. You, you should start off with feet pictures. Nobody's upset. You want people to be upset. We're educating people. So send the feed pictures. Send the feed pictures and keep quiet because it's the first time I've seen you. Nobody's upset. Yeah, the shame blame game. No, you guys are upset. We're happy over here. And I'd be happier. I'd be happier if you sent the feed pictures to my Instagram. But back to business here. <laughs> She trying. I know you're new here. Um, by the way, you're sleeping with the enemy. And so what she's done doing is protecting herself. So let's get into some legalities here. You've invited the law in because you wanted to move in with your girl and get some easy sex. Now, let's give you step number one on how you messed up. Step number one, you signed a lease for a year in which you haven't even known this human being for a full calendar year, but you're already betting that you're going to survive the relationship for an entire year. That's what you bet on. Financially, you tied yourself. You've co-mingled your finances in some sort of way, or if you're a, a hobosexual, like a male hobosexual, meaning you're moving in and you're thinking that this relationship's going to last longer than you've known the person. This is the hope strategy at best. So now if you break the lease, many times the woman be willing to walk away and go into bankruptcy or she'd be willing to walk away in monkey branch. You, on the other hand, you will be held liable for this lease in which then if you break the lease, there's financial consequences and there's also future rental consequences. If you have a broken lease, if you have an eviction, you're not going to get another rental property. She will, however, be able to move with another man, even if she's violated broken leases or have been evicted. She will find a landing spot. You will not. That's rule number one. Rule number two, say you have a place and you move a girl in. She may be in a, a situation where she cannot qualify for a lease. I had a female roommate who had a bankruptcy. She would not be able to qualify for a lease. So she moved in without her signing a lease. The previous female roommate I had, she moved out. And then we never told there was a switch in women because they were kind of the same looking woman. Although one was taller than the other, they both were white and had blondish, sandy blondish hair, right? So we tried to sneak it past our leasing office. And this woman was moving from a previous roommate situation in which she turned into a relationship. And the relationship broke up. And then she now had to move out and she moved out with me. She moved in with me because I knew her from another male friend. Um, but anyway, with that being said, the apartment complex found out. They let it slide somehow. I don't know how they let it slide, but they let it slide for a year, almost a year or two. And they let it slide. She must have went and talked to him. I don't know if she sucked his salami. I don't know what she did. She might, and knowing her, she might have went over and sucked him off. <laughs> Um, with that being said, if she moves into your domicile, your domain, and she's not on the lease, but she then claims she lived with you for some reason, some legals get, uh, legalities got involved. If she's receiving mail, 
at that pro- that premises, if she's received mail, she lives there, and she's entitled to whatever. Do not let her receive mail to your mailbox. This goes for a relative that moves in. This goes for anybody. If they receive mail at that property, she lives there. Number two, if they have a key to that property, they live there. You gave them the key to have entry at any point. You never took the key away within 30 days. They most likely live there. So then when you want to kick their ass out, you must go through an eviction process. You can't just throw them out on the street. Nobody will allow that probably pretty much anywhere in the United States. If you want to break up and say you got to go and you evict them, then they're going to say, well, I have ownership rights to this property or I've had rental uh, rights to this property. Don't do it. If you move in with a woman and she's a homeowner, do not pay her rent. Do not agree to pay her rent unless then she um, puts you on some sort of a um, some sort of a um, 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 she puts you on the uh, the title of the property. That's what I was talking about. Because what she's doing is she's paying down the principal and interest of her property and she's building equity and you're building nothing. You're building zero and she's using your rental payment as a form to pray down her principal interest and build equity, which in the end, she actually wins. Now, women who are smart do these things to dumb men. Now, when you try to do some ish like this, most women are smart enough to figure out, I will not get finesse like that. They're even smart enough to figure out that just by living there, they should be on the title. They're like, wait, you own house here? I clean this house? I'm going to show you. Do you guys think I'm tripping? You guys think I'm tripping? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to read you a story of that exact situation. A woman was like, wait a minute. Hey, um, I've invested in this. I did this. I cleaned here. I cooked here. I took care of your kids here. I should have ownership rights. You should put me on the title. Just because I did that, I don't have to pay any of the mortgage, but I helped you. So you owe me. Hold on. You don't hear me talking. You don't hear me talking. This is the business of relationships. Now you're going to say, but coach, it's about love. It's about love. What about love? And I'm going to say, it's not about love. When it comes down to it, when it's about love and it favors her, she says it's about love. When the breakup happens, she's going to call it all business. It's going to be all business. Have you ever broken with a woman and it was all business? She starts nickel and diming everything. Well, I bought that towel. I bought that face cloth. Uh, I bought, I put the down payment on that furniture right there. She start calling every goddamn thing. Now you're like, well, hold up. Whoa, 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 baby. Whoa, whoa, well, take what you want. No, I ain't going to take what I want. I'm taking what I deserve. I'm taking what I entitled to. Wait, well, hold up. It's all business when there's no love. As long as there's love, there's no business. But when there's no bit, no love, it's all business. Um, let's get in the let's get into these stories. You guys want to hear some crazy stories? Let's talk about common law first, because people are like, how many months or how many years does it take to be common law? Here it is, right here. Common law states. Common law states. Currently, states with common law. Uh, there are eight states that acknowledge common law marriages, which means if you live with them long enough, and people are identifying you as a spouse or a couple, you're married. It says Colorado, Washington, D.C., or District of Columbia, Iowa, Kansas, Montana, New Hampshire, Texas, and Utah. 
some of these things are changing because uh, feminists actually don't like common law because it works against them. So they don't, feminists tend to want to do away with common law. Uh, states previously allowing common law, Alabama, Florida, you see these are changing. Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and South Kakalaki. States that recognize other states' common laws. Holy moly. Arkansas, Connecticut, Delaware, Louisiana, Maryland, North Kakalaki, Oregon, Texas, uh, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wyoming. So there's 13 states that um, contract other states to recognize common law. So it's not just the states that recognize common law. Let's give you some more of these uh, dangerous situations here. Let me see here. Let's find out how you legally get into a common law. Um, here's the story here. There's a great story I want to read to you. Although this um, this situation here, it says to enter into a common law marriage, a couple generally has to satisfy these requirements, be eligible to be marry and cohabitate in one of the places that recognize common law marriages, intend to marry, intend to become married. Let's make this larger. And um, hold themselves out in public as a married couple. In other words, a couple who lives together for a day, a week, or a year, states don't have a time requirement, agree, agrees to be married and tells family and friends that they're married. So it does. there's no time requirement in many of these states for common law. It could be a day, a week, or a year. Um, usually, it's the economically disadvantaged partner who wants to argue that, yes, we were married. And the other partner that says, no, I got a vicious story about this one. That's how it played out before a judge in Rhode Island in the case uh, decided in the spring. Angela and Kevin have been together for 23 years. According to the judge's decision, Angela saw Kevin kissing another woman, which in turn prompted Angela to throw Kevin out of the house. Angela argued that the couple agreed to be married in 1995 and presented themselves as husband and wife to family and friends. This is a problem with calling women wifey. This is my wife, my wifey, and all that stuff. Don't ever do that. Uh, Kevin testified that they did not have a marital commitment. Quote from Angela, we vacationed together. We had family portraits, family parties, interacted with my family and his family. So again, they are going to keep it business when they're doing these things and you go on vacation with them. They're now plotting in their journal of survival. Hey, this is going to indication that, that we're together. This is an investment, right? This is an investment to prove we're together. Quote, I have a sister who's been married and together with her husband just as long as I and Kevin were, and we live lives just like they did. But Angela had to prove that in court because there was no marriage certificate to point to. Quote, I didn't have a legal document, she says. Angela cited irreconcilable differences because of the breakup and the affair. And she sought half of the share of the house in its contents, as well as half of both Kevin's retirement account and the value of his life insurance policy. And dudes will say that, I want you on the mortgage. All right, since marriage is more than just sharing a home and a life together, the judge examined everything from how legal and medical documents were filled out, seemingly mundane details of the couple's lives. Never fill out paperwork together. This is the problem with a lease. 
because you'll put your mark spouse on accident or inadvertently or she'll mark spouse on accident. Listen, according to Judge Patricia Asquith, I don't know her last name's decision, some legal and medical documents name Angela as Kevin's spouse and beneficiary. At, on others, they listed themselves as single. The, uh, the judge says she heard testimony from witnesses who said the couple took vacations together, who considered them to be married couple, and who said they shared a bedroom at the house. Now, Kevin said he slept in the basement. Kevin's obviously trying to dodge accountability here. But again, then when it becomes business, she starts bringing in people, neighbors. Uh, I, I received mail there. I had a house key there. We shared a bedroom together. Every, all the neighbors we went on family vacation with together, they all thought we were married. Uh, there were still other details entered as evidence, according to the ruling. A greeting card from Kevin's mother to Angela, referring to her as a daughter-in-law. Guys, I had this happen to me in court. I had a greeting card that I sent to my ex-wife's parents. They kept it, and they entered it as evidence that I owed them money. Guys, they don't throw shit away. They keep things in a file. Remember I say, pull your file? This is what you guys have to know about um, know about how women work. This isn't a negative thing. This is how they ensure survival. They keep things so that later on they can blow your blow up your spot. <laughs> they can blow up your spot. Trust me, whatever you do, whatever you give them, fill out, they're going to keep a copy of that ish. Remember Dr. Dre? He did the opposite. He ripped up the prenup and kept a copy of that. When it's time to remember stuff, that never trust a woman says, I don't remember. She remembers. She, they remember everything. They keep everything. Somebody says, oh, it says right here, a message from Kevin's sister called Angela a sister-in-law. A message, a text message. What? She screenshotted the text message of the sister calling her the sister-in-law and entered it as evidence. A Christmas card addressed to them as Mr. and Mrs. A Christmas card. From who? Well, it was enough for her to say everybody else thought we were married. Still, the ruling showed that Though Kevin insisted the couple may have been engaged at one point, they never made it official and that he never considered himself married to her. He argued that though a photograph showed him wearing what the judge called a, quote, typical wedding band on his left hand, he simply liked the ring, not that it signified marriage. This dude, this dude trying to really dodge. The decision carefully articulates See, this is what happens when you try to say, well, I'm, I'm just not going to give her a marriage certificate and you operate like a marriage couple. You're going to get got anyway. So just don't move in. <laughs> You're going to end up getting got anyway. The decision carefully articulates how they generally kept separate finances and never filed joint taxes. So he's trying to outsmart the game. Um, and he probably listened to someone. This is how you outsmart her. Well, let me tell you something. The best way to do it is prevention. Don't do it. The trial that uh, the trial to determine whether they had a common law marriage lasted a year and a half. So this is another point that I've always told you. Well, I'll just get an iron 
clad prenup and I'll be good. And I say, yeah, you could have an ironclad prenup. Doesn't mean she won't challenge it. See, a prenup is fine, but she can still challenge the validity of the prenup and it's still going to cost you money. A prenup doesn't prevent you from getting divorced great. It just prevents, I'm sorry, a prenup may prevent you from getting divorced great. Doesn't mean it ain't going to save you no money. You still go on the court if she says, I want to invalidate this prenup. You still go on the court and it can take you a year and a half to figure that part out. And then you'll go through the divorce hearing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So people always think I'm against prenups. I'm not against prenups. Get a prenup. But I'm going to tell you, just like in Dr. Ray's situation, they fought almost a year just to validate the prenup. You still had to pay money, and he had to pay over a couple million dollars just to get through that part of the divorce. Do you hear what I'm saying? Um, in, the, in her ruling, the judge concluded, quote, by hearing and convince, wait, by clear and convincing evidence, by clear and convincing evidence that Angela and Kevin had been married by common law since 1995. So the judge said, yeah, man, y'all was married. Essentially, they took care of each other financially, emotionally, and medically, and in every way where one would expect a husband and a wife to consider their spouse. Kevin filed a motion to appeal and through his lawyer said he preferred to comment Wait, for to comment for a story after the decision has been made. Okay, so anyway, he lost. Nope, he lost. He tried and he lost. So again, let's give you another scenario. Okay, let's give you another nightmare scenario of guys trying to play the system against women. Guys, you cannot do every now and then a guy will win. Most of y'all going to lose. Stop trying to play the system. Do not do not cohabitate. Do not marry. And do not get into long-term relationships if you're not financially ready to deal with the deal, deal with the process. Why did Tyrone get knocked? Yeah, damn, he lost. Yes, he lost. He lost. <laughs> it's clear, guys. The system ain't going to be here. All right, yeah, you got over her, son. Yeah, man, she deserved everything she got. They're going to be in there. But judge. If they married, it would have been worse. How about this story? How about this story? Unmarried Ontario couple had no children. They didn't move in, but the man must still pay spousal support. In Ontario, being common law spouses doesn't necessarily mean living in the same house. The court found. And here you go. Here's a woman right here. She said, look, she's sinking her claws into this dude. <laughs> she's sinking her claws, but he is going to outsmart her, right? He's going to outsmart her. You know what I'll do? I'll never let you stay more than 48 hours. You know what I'll do? I'll never marry you, right? You know what I'll do, Sean? I'll never have kids with you and I'll be fine, right? Nope. Let's make this a little larger so I can read it. I know my reading is struggling. Toronto. Never do anything with women in Canada, by the way. A wealthy businessman will have to pay more than $50,000 a month in spousal support for 10 years to a woman with whom he had a long-term romantic relationship with, even though they kept separate houses and had no children together. Ontario's top court has ruled. Under Ontario law, 
an unmarried couple are considered common law spouses if they have cohabitated and lived together in a conjugal relationship continually, continuously for at least three years. But that didn't necessarily mean living in the same house. Woo! Are y'all ready for this? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Where is that? Oh, no more. This something here, this video covered up here. And there was an important point to be made here. Get this damn video. Hold on for a second. <laughs> what is the, the, this damn video is covered up my thing? All right. So anyway, it says there, there are many cases where the court has found cohabitation where the parties stayed together only in, intermittently. The decision came comes in the case of Lisa Clemens and Michael Latner, both of Toronto, who began a romantic relationship after meeting in October in 2001. At the time, she was a 38-year-old separated with two children. Single mother, right? Divorcee, always watch out for them. Single mother divorcees, I'm not saying they're bad women. I just don't take them on. Too much baggage. He was 46 and divorced with three children. So he was just going to beat the peace leave up and go back and have partial custody. He was one of those type of daddies. I'm going to just go out here and run the streets for the week I don't have my kids. And the week I do have my kids, I'm going to hide behind my kids. That's what I do. <laughs> That's why I know it. I'm familiar. Although they maintain their separate houses, Latner or Leitner and Clemens behaved as a couple, both privately and publicly. They vacationed together. Whoa. So we're going to have to make a new rule about vacationing together. You're going to have to not vacation together. That's obviously a tie-in. He gave her a 7.5 carat diamond ring and other jewelry that she wore. She quit her job and would regularly, regularly sleep at his house. They traveled together and talked about living together. Yo, we need to stop with the traveling, guys. Don't go on no vacation with these women, bro. That is obviously tie-in. She mentioned that twice. Leitner proposed several times and Clemens accepted. He often referred to her by his last name. Another time. Guys, stop doing this. This is my wifey. This is my girl. This is my baby girl. This is my life. This is my wife. This is my seed. This is my shoulder. This is my girl. My name. This is my this. This is Mrs. And then you call her by your last name. This is Mrs. Leitner. You dumbass. Well, as long as I didn't get the marriage certificate, I'm good, right, coach? Nope. They're going to keep all of these mementos. However, he insisted she signed a marriage contract and came up with several drafts, and she refused. So he signed up. He created a prenup that she didn't sign. That's what they said. Throughout their relationship, the two kept separate bank accounts and never owned property in common. Nevertheless, Leitner gave Clemens thousands of dollars every month a credit card, paid off her mortgage, and showered her with expensive gifts. So during this time, this is, yeah, my rib, my queen. During this time, this man, let me go full screen. This is the problem with, with modern relationships that I have and marriages in general. Because what will happen is you will pay all of these things. And when the relationship breaks up, she, she wants more. 
She's like, that was nice, but I'm entitled to more. You literally, this man, <laughs> they, I got, guys, I'll tell you, they do not care. What you did in the, I often said this, everything you give her is a gift. Everything she gives you is a loan. She's loaning you her body. She's loaning you her time. When the relationship's over, she wants to be paid and compensated for that time and usage of her body. This is why I tell you, you guys all pay. You, you all pay. At the end of many relationships, she's going to say, great. All right, great. You bought me a bike. You bought me a laptop computer. You pay for dates. You pay for vacations. That's fine. Now you owe me because I got to be out here in these streets. In these streets. And you guys think I'm making this up. Here's another example. Let me read that again just so you guys can digest what you just heard throughout the relationship. I'll say right here, nevertheless, Leitner gave Clemens thousands of dollars every month. A credit card paid off her mortgage and showered her with expensive gifts, and it still was not enough. He provided her and her children with a, quote, lavish lifestyle the court founded. The court found that, hey, you took care of them kids. You flew them out. You took them on vacation. Good boy. You're such a good man. Hold on for a second. You're such a good man. You're such a good man. And he's like this. Huh? Huh? Isn't that enough? Nope. How dare you? It wasn't even enough. He did all of that for her. And he said, you know what? I'm a breakup. Why don't you go your way? I'll go mine. She was like, nope. He's like, nope, you owe me. Shorty, what's your price? If I back it up, you can own my eyes. <laughs> now you say you owe me something. Owe you something like you paid your rent. Owe you something like you paid my rent. I can't remember the words. <laughs> you owe, owe, shorty, what's your price? If you back it up, you can hold my eyes. Not I say you owe, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, my Lord. Theirs was a committed relationship, the appeal court said. When their 14-year relationship finally broke down in May 2015, Clemens asked the court to recognize her as Leitner's spouse and ordered him to pay support. He argued. She had been a travel companion and a girlfriend, nothing more. As such, he said there were no legal, they were never legally spouses, and he doesn't owe her any support. An eight-day trial ensued. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're gonna take your ass to court, from, son. They're gonna take your ass to court. They went to court on this for eight days. In her decision, oh shit, he, he got in front of a female judge. Shit. Um, I don't know if you know, man, they've been telling you, man, oh, we got more female judges. That's bad for you. <laughs> Sharon Shore, the female judge, she sided with Clemens, the woman. She ruled that they were, in fact, long-term spouses, finding that despite their separate homes, they lived under one roof at Leitner's Cottage for part of the summer and during vacation months in Florida. Shore ordered him to pay her 
$53,077 monthly indefinitely. Leitner appealed. <laughs> Shit. I don't know if you want to go any further on that one. Let's look at the happy couple one more time. Guys, remember I tell you, all men pay. All men pay. I'm not, I'm tired. Of, dude, it would have been cheaper. Okay, hold on. Well, let me get my calculator out. Let me tell you how many junior college girls Mr. Leitner could got on just paying for textbooks. Hold on for a second. Let's do the junior college calculator. $53,077 times 12. That's going to be $636,924 um, for the year. He's got to do this for 10 years. So that's going to be $6,369,240 for 10 years. How many girls he can get on seeking arrangements? Let's divide that. Let's just be generous. You're going to buy a junior college girl. You know, he can get top notch, $750 a night. He could get 8,492 junior college girls to come over there and give him the Kaylee treatment. That's what he can get. All right. 8,492 junior college girls to give him. I this. looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it and put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. Yeah, that's what he could have had. He could have had this. He could have had this. Here's the thing, you know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and effort. God. He could have been like this at the hotel. Goals. Instead, <laughs> oh my God, let's get to the chats. Y'all going to learn. He could have been at the Coattail Mr. The Kaylee Clapper. All right. He could have been out here. Oh, you know what he could have had? He could have had this. He could have been like this. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This would make it all happen right there. That's what make it happen. This will make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth. I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12 gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What, who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. Hey, hey, he could have had that 8,492 times. Instead, he's paying her. He, listen, because what people are going to say is, well, 
they're going to make an issue about, well, he had the relationship with her, but he already paid her within the relationship. Right? He already paid her within the relationship. Remember, he bought her a 7.5 carat ring. Um, He bought her, uh, he paid off her mortgage. Like, he already paid up front. And then he's paying on the back end. So every single one of those dollars he's paying, he's not getting anything for it. He's getting zero from it. Right? Wow. 53000 a month. He's going to kiss $6 million away for a woman in her 40s with two kids that he paid off her mortgage. What world are you guys living in? Shout out to Billy the Kid. He says women get uh, when women get comfortable and complacent, they will see you will, sorry, when women get comfortable or complacent, you will see them for who they really are. The bait and switch is real. Yeah, but, 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 but let's just be honest for a second. Let's just be honest and play devil's advocate. You should have known that this was going to happen. All right. We, I mean, you've heard, I, it's our fantasy bubble to think now we're going to have a, a, a live pinup doll that's going to be at our beck and call sexually. That's what you think. That's not what's going to happen. You're going to think she's going to be ready to present herself and give her her, uh, give you her best self every time you're there. No, uh, you should know that women's long-term plan in, in marriages and relationships is to change up what you agree to. I've been telling you this for the entire time. You're hoping she doesn't change and she will. She's hoping you do change and you won't. This is what happens. And then sooner or later, you're playing the ring game. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. They know you made a bad deal. And she's sitting up there all comfortable, titty sagging all on the couch. She don't care. She like, I'm good. I'm fed. You see how she rested on that pillow? Titty's all sagging, droop all on the couch. Titty like this on her couch. <laughs> the other titty like this. She just sitting there comfortable with that pillow on her head that he made. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Leave him alone. Leave my slave alone. Don't tell him he a dumbass. Even she knows he could be clapping junior college cheeks right now. With what he's paying in mortgage, with what he's paying, what he what he paid to feed her her steak and pork and ch pork chops right now and pork and beans, he could have been at the junior college right now at the hotel paying for biology books. He could be this. He could be this dude, and she knows it. He could be. She could be this dude, and she literally knows goals. It. It's a cruel, cruel world for some of you gumps out here, man. You know, you guys got to learn the hard way. You're going to learn the hard way. SAU Engineeria, he says, this is your friend, SAU. Appreciate you here, uh, my man. He says, this happened to me in my divorce. I got kicked out of my house. And two weeks later, got law enforcement and attorneys at my office giving me a citation, more of a threat of jail if I didn't attend. He says, women know all the tricks and plan ahead. I lost everything, of course. Of course. 
and men are mostly shout out to SAU Engineering over in Mexico. Of course, men, we're willing to just walk away with just our sanity and our pride. Uh, when you fight, just realize fighting is futile. You're you're not gonna win. Um, and I don't know if you know the way the way when, when we when we talk about women, we're describing them. I'm not talking bad about them. Let me go ahead and put up people because people are like, you're talking bad. This is not, I'm not talking bad. I'm just telling you, this is how they fight. They fight until you're, they drag you down into the abyss. They're not going to give up. <laughs> this is the problem with divorcing with children. See, you're going to get divorced. You're going to go through the divorce process. You're going to go through the child support hearing and the custody hearing. You're going to get what you got. You think it's over and it's not. It ain't over. The fight ain't over, bro. Now, some of them, yes. Some of them will be like, all right, I'll tuck tail and just do whatever and live. Most of them never move on. Now they go to the next step. I'm going to interfere. I'm going to alienate the kids from you. I'm going to play the victim. I'm only seeing my kids 50% because they think they're only kids. They're going to disagree with you every step along the way. Every, every little minute minor decision about your custody is going to be a goddamn mountain. It's going to be like a mountain. It's going to be like, uh, should my kid take a physical for sports? That minor decision with a married couple is super easy. You have a decision. You have a conversation. This is what we'll do. Some person takes an L. Some person takes a W. And you move on. Not with a co-parent. Every one of these minor ass decisions is going to be a fight. Sometimes you'll have to take the fight to court. You have to take it to court. For the judge to decide on some minor bullshit. You know why? Because the game ain't over. She's going to make you pay. So you better hope that if you ever get, see, I don't even know if it's even worth it, you know, but sometimes if you get divorced with young kids, it's going to be complicated and messy. And if she's uh, a stubborn mule, she's going to poison, she's going to poison everything. She's going to be up at the school, poisoning the school. She's going to be up at the, the football team telling the football coach you a piece of shit. <laughs> she going to be up in there talking to the teachers, saying you a piece of shit, and the teachers can see you. You literally there. They're like, he ain't that bad of a guy, but you find the one right teacher to be like, he's a piece of shit. They'll be up there, man. Somebody says uh, ankle biters. Yep, she, they're ankle biters. <laughs> she said, they my ankle biters. They're going to They're gonna destroy, destroy, destroy. It ain't over. The court case is over. But the bullshit is not over and nobody's coming to save you. Um, I'm just warning you now, not all people are going to do that. But the way they work, that's how they do. They're never going to give up. They'll drag you down into the abyss before they give up. Before they give up the fight. In their mind, they think they're doing the right thing and they're protecting their children, right? Oh, I need to fight for my kids. But if you slip up one damn time as a parent, like you don't pick your kid up after football practice and he had to sit there for an hour and a half, he was going to be okay. But a coyote showed up on the scene and the kid was out there waiting for you to pick him up. She taking you to court. I need full custody. She taking you to court. When, now, if you were a married couple and that shit happened, you could have called your spouse and be like, hey, can you pick up Johnny? I can't pick him up. Uh, I'm going to be late. But since you guys are fighting, and you're fighting over custody time, you can't depend on the other person. Because as soon as you do that, they're going to take you to court and say, he can't live up to his parental responsibilities. <laughs> right? 
it's a freaking shit show. And they'll 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 um they'll drag you into the abyss before they give up. In these situations, here's another example. They'll drag you to the abyss before they give up. They ain't never going to let your ass just walk away with the kids or a bag. Somebody says, call an Uber. Most kids can't get picked up in Ubers. Most kids, Ubers won't pick them up. Probably if they're under 15 for sure, maybe under 13, most Ubers aren't going to pick up kids. All right, depending on where you live. Sometimes they won't pick them up. And somebody says appeal everything. At some point, what I this is my message to guys because I fought and fought and fought. I fought like 10 years and the bullshit's still going. Sometimes you got to be, after a certain age, you got to be like, fuck the bullshit. <laughs> somebody says call Uber or Lyft. I mean, you're taking a gamble. Okay, let us let me give you a situation. Say, for instance, my kid is picked up, can't get picked up. Um, I call Uber and Lyft for my kid. The kid disappears for the Uber driver. <laughs> the kid disappears for the Uber driver. The Uber driver takes the kid. The Uber driver gets into a car accident. Now you got a huge issue. Now you're in court talking about why you put your minor kid in an Uber car. Or your kid gets disoriented, jumps in the first car they see. Hey, Uber's coming to pick you up. They jump into a stranger's car. Man, please. You asking for it. You're asking for it, fathers. Don't throw your kid in the Uber. <laughs> Unless they're 14, 15 and up. And even then you're taking a chance. So um, if you do throw that kid in the Uber and your parent, the, look, let me just tell you something. Your co-parents looking for you to mess up. That's a mess up. You don't have, what's the, what's the license plate of the Uber? I don't know. Well, duh. You know, you're the dumb dad. You're asking to get effed up if something goes wrong. All right. So be as a co-parent with a bad co-parent, you got to do everything right. Now, sometimes, like I said, sometimes you just let her be super mama. All right. You're just just to get her out of your hair. But you're putting your kids into a situation where it, it's not the best scenario for them. But do you want the headache? Somebody says Uber parents deserve no kids. Exactly, bro. It is what it is. Because so, kids don't know. Kids are like, oh, I thought that was the car. They got in the wrong car. Now they diced up. Now you in court. <laughs> or you know what's going to happen is dad told me to jump in the Uber. I was so scared. That's what he got. That's what your kid's going to say when they get over to mama's house. Did your dad put you in the Uber? Yes, he did. I was so scared. Guess what's about to happen to your custody? And you tell your kid, why you tell your mama that? Well, because I was scared at the time. Kids don't know. Kids don't know that whatever they say, she going to blow up and cause a damn uh, situation. They don't know. They're just operating off what they're going to say. So they're going to say one thing and she going to be up in court tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> So you got to be careful when you dealing with crazy ass co-parents. If they're trying to wait for you to mess up, they're going to get your win. Sometimes, man, as Mr. Palmer say, once they get teenage, just man, look, most of the time you just want to be like, okay, I got him here. I'm out. But then people are going to say, it's your job to protect the kid at the end. 
if you have somebody fighting you that bad, there's no protection. There's no protection that you're going to give them. All they're doing is ripping you guys further and further apart, man. Just bounce on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let her be super mom and be like, you can have it. Wash your hands of the bullshit. No, man, that's giving up. You're going to keep fighting because you're not going to win. You're not going to win. You're going to spend money. You're going to waste time. Uh, you're going to be stressing. Wash your damn hands. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Palmer in the building. You cannot win this fight long term. You cannot. Somebody says, do I need someone to do timestamps? No, we got a guy, Avery, that does the timestamps. Thank you. That's from uh, Jonelle. We do have Avery that does the timestamps. Did I get all the um, PayPal's? We're doing all the PayPal's. And all these things here. Uh, did I get uh, Mr. Who is this? Billy the Kid says, it's not about love. It's about leverage. 100%. Who has the leverage? It's, guys, the love is in the first four months of the relationship, and it's just lust. All right. Uh, lust is nature's way of fooling you into procreation. Lust is nature's way into fooling you into procreation. This is how we're able to survive as a, a species. So we have lust. You guys call it love, but you're just horny as hell. And you finally got somebody that's laying down like a Carl Jr. star, letting you dive in deep. And she's feeling like, hey, I trust this person enough to dive in deep. And then as such, your lust is confused as love in order for you to procreate. And by the way, sorry, um, um, I'll show you something about pregnancy. Deadly Ellie says, one does not simply finesse a finesser. Yes, I love it when guys always be like, this is how you get over on women. I'm like, dude, you do not know. You obviously haven't dealt with women long-term. Because if you, there's no getting over on them. You know what I mean? At some point, uh, karma, they, 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 they uh, go into their witchcraft and they evoke the, the woman named Karma, and they'll bring that shit into your life and destroy it. Uh, talk about cohabitation. One more thing that is uh, reckless about common cohabitation. Women more likely that, than ever to get pregnant while cohabitating. That's another pill that you need to dodge. But they are less likely to marry their cohabitating partners. So when you move in, she more likely to get pregnant during that period of the relationship. Mm. Why? Because that's the first two or three months that you guys are boning like jackrabbits. Cohabitation turns into the next legal step, which is either pregnancy or engagement to marriage. If it doesn't, it breaks up. There's no situ There's very few situations where you cohabitate. There's no pregnancy, no marriage. You break up and you're still together. When, when the breakup happens, you move out. Or when the move out happens, you break up. You don't break up and still stay together. So one or two things, one or four things are going to happen. Pregnancy, um, marriage, breakup, and freaking uh, whatever else. All right. It, it is what it is. You guys keep trying to uh, reinvent the wheel. The wheel has been. It is what it is. Your boy Scoot says, here's some change. Best on YouTube. Appreciate you, man. Did I get my boy? It's only right. He says, listen to coach all facts. Thank you, sir. Eric Powell. Talk about how it wasn't always like this. It wasn't always like this. Well, the laws have been more geared towards helping women uh, protect them, right? But they're equal. See, this is the problem with modern relationships. While you're saying we're equal, men are still getting screwed. 
Well, women get screwed, right? They get screwed, especially the first two months when I cohabitate with her. She's going to get screwed a lot. But how they how how they manage to keep this thing where they're equal and not is they're always going to be the victim when it comes to sex. We're always the one getting over the, on them. So they're going to feel that as long as they're giving you sex, that's their payment. Or as long as they have the ability to give you sex, um, they are leveraging that against you. Or they, they, can never, they can never not use it as leverage. That's their main problem. They're always going to be like, well, I leveraged my sex and I leveraged my wallet. <laughs> Does that matter? No, it doesn't matter. They always got to get something tangible out of that time of usage of their body. Remember, everything you give them is a gift. Everything you give them, everything she gives you is a loan. She loaned you that body. She was never yours. She loaned you that time. She was never yours. If you never further put it out in a commitment or a pregnancy, you owe her. You owe her back pay. Payback. Payback for the usage of this body. Everything you give her is a gift. Everything she gives you is a loan. Everything's transactional. She wanted back. Um, same thing as if you live with a woman and you get sex from another woman. She like, hey, wait a minute. I was the one that spoiled, has power or sex over you. You can't get it from another woman. Why? Why can't I get it from another woman? Well, I live with you. And? <laughs> but because you took that power away, now she must destroy your PlayStation. Oh, you did? Okay, guess what? You didn't pay for me, and you didn't pay for her, but you're going to pay because you're going to need a new PlayStation. You're going to pay because you need a new TV. You're going to pay because you need t new tires on your car. You're going to pay because you need a new windshield. You're going to pay. <laughs> mm. I'm not, I might not get the money, but you're going to pay somebody to put a damn new windshield in your car, a.k.a. Tiger Woods. <laughs> You always pay. Uh, whereas uh, Reese says, free agent for life, especially the blue chip mindset. All right. If you don't know the blue chip mindset, those are my Wednesday streams. There's a playlist um, on the main part of this channel. You guys need to watch those. Damian Burge, thanks, coach. Gentlemen, do not get married. It is a trap. Until they fix marriage and they're not going to, I say don't do it. Marriage does not work in your advantage. I don't care if you're in a five, 15 year marriage, you taking an L. No, I'm not coach. I got love. See, that's what you need. I got a girl. I come home. She's mine. All mine. I got a girl in my life and she's mine. And I take pride. I pay all the bills. She don't do nothing. She don't have to pay none of the bills. Cause I'm a man and a provider. I got a wife. You need you a wife like that, that you provide everything for. And she'll never break up with you. And she'll never break up with me because I do right by her. And she says she'll never do that to me. <laughs> and all I'm going to do is uh, wait for the time. I'm going to just look on the clock like this. Okay. Mm -hmm. How's that going? Mm -hmm. Another year. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Five years later. How's your marriage going? Man, she ain't even giving me no sex. She go to girls night out shaking her booty. I asked her for some sex and she talks about laundry and smelling like onions. Are you serious? I, 
I, I had a chili dog for lunch, okay? I'm a little bloated. I, I did like 18 loads of laundry today. No exaggeration. Pretty sure it was 18. I'm tired. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing? No, I, I, I don't want to cuddle. I know what cuddling means. Cuddling means that at some point your pants come off and I have to do things. I don't want to cuddle. I won't go to sleep. Are you serious? It's a school night. Those are my pants, not your pants. Can I help you? Did you lose something? Seriously? I'm on my period. You pouting? Are you seriously pouting right now? Man, you don't never want to give a person that much power over a nut. All you want to do is get you a little roar, and she just making it difficult. I just put new sheets on the bed. I just cleaned up. I just took a shower. I just washed my hair. I'm tired. I smell like a bag of onions. I'm tired from these damn clothes. I babysitted the kid. I was watching my kids all day. My kid threw up on me. My dog, man. They're going to come up with every damn excuse in the book. And you know what's going to happen is this is what happens. Young women who've never been married, they don't even have a clue that this is coming. They don't have a clue. They're like, what? Why would a wife ever do that? I just don't understand. If she's under 25, she's going to be like, I would never do that to my husband. I love sex. I love sex. He can have me anytime he wants. He can have me anytime that he wants. I can never find myself turning down because I enjoy sex too. I, I can never find. And then guess what happens? They get married and ultimately they fall right into that. Bro, it's, dude, the, the statistics on affairs and sexless marriage proves this. I mean, they it leads right down to that. The affairs are like 25 to 40%. Um, and the um, sexless marriages are somewhere between 20 and 30%. And then the divorce rate is like at 50%. Dude, it's <laughs> it's super duper predictable at this point. And she doesn't know she's going to turn 38 at some point. You married her at 26. Now she's 38. She's a completely different woman. Now she was 26 when you met her and she can never think about it. Now she's 46. Now she's experienced childbirth. Now she's experienced child raising. Now she's experiencing her career. So I could focus on my career. Now she's experiencing girls' nights out. She's experiencing young dudes hitting on older women, MILF uh, culture. She's experiencing hot flashes and hormone changes. She's experiencing depression and postpartum depression. Who she was at 26 and who she has at 46 are two different people. And now at 46, she turning your ass down. And she's at 26, she never saw that coming. You see what I mean? I want you to, yeah, she becomes a feminist. She starts drinking wine. She's an alcoholic. She meets a work husband. You guys don't see it coming because she says at 26, I can never do that. I would never do that. But at 40, she's doing an entirely different thing. She's doing everything and more. And not only that, let's just put it back on you guys. You guys suck in bed or, or uh, you're predictable in bed. Or you start messing with the secretary. So it all falls down of the of the pattern of human behavior. The pattern of human behavior tells us that whatever you say at 20 
is not what you're going to actually apply at 40. But you guys think she's never going to do that, and she does it. And you get caught off guard, and guess what? You got the pay. I got money. Yeah, she gets a new haircut. She chops her hair off. You have you like long hair? She comes in and cuts her hair off. Or she loses her pregnancy weight. This is a big one. She loses her pregnancy weight. She basically gets knocked up uh, a couple times. She, you put two or three babies in, in her. And um, then she's overweight into her mid-30s. And then by her 40s, she starts losing her weight. And then she does what? What's the first thing she going to do? Hop on Instagram and TikTok. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. Yep. Then you could be like, not my baby, not my queen, not my rib, not my boo. <laughs> yes, sir. Coworker plowing her back down in the bed, in the closet. Yep. Not my girl with her legs up in the car, backseat in the Jeep. Yes, that's your girl. She said she would never do that. She doing it. Now what? <laughs> All right. So let's get to the rest of these. Shout out to my man, uh, Jerome L. He gave me a nice cash app. Appreciate you, man. Juan O. He says, roll the dice. Pay for her while Chad plays with her. That's going to happen, man. Man, you guys are going to find out that um, women cheat. Women cheat. First of all, you're going to find out that women cheat. That's going to be appalling to you. You're going to be like, what? And then when you find out you've been paying the mortgage and she had 10 toes up with Chad, you're going to be like, I can't even believe this. <laughs> and she said she was playing Bunko or she was going to girls nights out and you find out she was meeting Chad at the nightclub. Oh, boy. You're going to go. You're going to be shocked and appalled. And her friends that she plays Bunko with, they ain't going to be done. They're going to be crickets. <laughs> then we're the same friends that said, if I ever caught one of my friends cheating on their spouse, I would tell. Them girls going to go quiet. They ain't going to say a damn thing. And you know what? You're going to be last to know. You're going to be the last to know. Everybody going to know but you. The coworkers are going to know. The manager at her restaurant or her damn job is going to know. All her friends are going to know. Her mama is going to know. Her daddy going to know. All her brothers and sisters going to know. All her cousins and all that. All of them going to know, except your dumb ass. <laughs> and then by the time you find out, they will have a they will have a rescue mission to helicopter and teleport her ass out of there. Because when you find out, it's going to be like dynamite. You're going to go crazy. And they're going to say, oh, it's happening. Okay, girls, uh, send the helicopter over. All right. Uh, tell the attorney that he's coming up. He's acting up. He's throwing stuff around the house. Yep, he done lost it. Make sure you get the police over there. Uh -huh. tell, the new, tell the new man to drive around the corner, pick her up. <laughs> and then you're going to be looking at everybody coming in with the rescue mission. What you doing here? They gonna be like, we coming to take her. We we know you found out. What found out? What? <laughs> the mama coming in. She started talking shit on you. Your monster in law. See, you was a no good loser anyway. That's why you got cheated on for the last two years. You gonna be like, 
the daddy coming in. Well, you know, that's the way the ball bounces. You're like, what the mm. fuck is going on here? Your mama come in. I knew this day would happen, baby. She patting you on the back like she need to burp. You have to drink your formula. You're like, what the Lord have mercy? You you knew? <laughs> and then she going to say, I wasn't in love with you the past five years anyway. And you an abuser. You used to yell at me. You're emotionally abusive, physically and financially abusive. And here's your divorce paper. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. You start pulling up your YouTube. You start firing it up. Man, go MGTOW. <laughs> go MGTOW right now. Leave. Don't go back to the plantation. You ain't going to see your kids for three damn years. <laughs> All right, let me get back to these. Shout out to Leonardo. Did I get you already? Thank you for the super chat. Uh, uh, Takeem Hilton says, for the female ninja watchers who don't support. Thank you, ladies. I know you're here. There's about 15, maybe, what? how many people we got? 20,000 people here. So there got to be 200 women here. Shout out to you for listening. And if this is your first time, come get the real. Shout out to River Bacon. Thank you, man, for the flatbacks. You know them flatbacks, man, I tell you. All right, Dave says, uh, anyway. He says, the government owns the vagina, guys, it will cost. They, that's what, dude. And, and for all, he says, as long as the government owns the vagina, go monk mode. And I know that sounds harsh for a lot of new people, but it's the truth. The government owns women, and we ask for permission to borrow them. In any scenario, that's what we do. They're, they're owned by the government. Now, people are like, that's not true. Okay, before they used to be owned by fathers. Right. They literally were owned by fathers and the fathers would do what they would pawn them out. To someone so that the father no longer had to pay for them or the father would pay the husband to watch over her and produce for the agriculture or for the farm. OK. Now the government issues them out and then the government punishes you for returning them back. When we return them back to the government, either by we did something wrong, we cheated, or we're going to be the perpetrator in all cases. And so the government says, oh, you're done with this one? Okay. Um, we'll, we'll contribute a little bit more. Since you don't want to pay for her no more and you're not going to pay for her, you'll contribute to continue to support her at least 60% of the time while we cover the other 40 via taxpayers' money. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but this is how it works. I mean, when you boil it down, because when you break up or you get a divorce, she takes you to where? Where does she take you? To the same government building your ass was at six years before getting the license. That's called government issue. And then she takes your ass back to the pay window and she says, this dude owes me for time put in. This is the lump sum of the end of the lease payment. What is the end of the lease, the lease? the balloon payment at the end of the lease. So when she turns you back into the government, the government says, mm, how much mileage did you put on this? Okay, you went over mileage just by a bit, but that's okay. We'll work that out. Um, This is the balloon payment. If you want to keep this one, no, you don't even get to keep it. This is the balloon payment at the end of the lease and we taking the car back and, <laughs> and you ain't got no car. They take your ass to the downtown. So 
we turned them back into the government in which we got permission from them. See, before we used to turn them back into the father. Hey, man, take this one. She defective. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I know people are getting a double dose of this reality. But it's the truth. Dr. Thunder just interviewed Rolo for episode 200. You next? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I haven't done any collabs in a long time. I'm tired, really. But uh, at some point, at some point, uh, Wisdom Vision Production says, search and play Norman Osborne Red Pills Harry uh, on YouTube. I'm not sure what that is. Is that the divorce attorney one? Cheap Drum Hack says, women will keep taking you to court on your dime. That's one of the things that we have to understand here. Um, that's the guy that does timestamps on Fresh and Fit. Shout out to you. Um, we'll talk about it. I have a guy already that does it, but do me a favor, email me. You know, I have a guy that does it. Uh, where are we at on that? I think we're done on those. And I think I'm going to check one more thing to see if I have all of the stories. That, uh, nope, I don't. Uh, oh, wait. We do have a couple more PayPals. Thank you, brothers. From... Mr. Rodriguez, I'm on a lease for the next eight months. If I get a new home, do I need to pay my half? That I told the landlord I would do, I asked for the court to establish a high spousal support because I'm already paying it. I moved out for fear of a false domestic violation, which sometimes you have to do to protect yourself against that. But it sounds like you have a lease for the next eight months, but you have a new home. You want a new home. I asked the court to establish a high spousal support. Hmm. Well, you just set the bar high, unfortunately, but that's okay. Let me see. He also says, because even if he said it high, it doesn't mean she's not going to come for more. I curr I'm currently living in my car. Again, there we go. And I'll be getting served papers today. What is my priority, lawyer, lawyer or a house? I'm in Wisconsin with three boys. Um, shit. These are the cases that we talk about. That's an absolute catastrophe. Jeez. So he's paying her spousal support. He's getting served papers that she filed. He's living in this car. He has a lease of eight more months to go in his lease, and they're already breaking the lease. Um, he needs a shelter, but um, he's got to decide between lawyer and house. This is where this man is. So this is where we are. Okay. I just want to let you guys know, this is why we do what we do. Now, people want an easy solution. He may want an easy solution, but there's no easy solution to this. He's going to take a fat L. He's got three kids. I mean, my advice on this one is to, you're going to need the lawyer more than anything else. I mean, if you can hack it living in your car in Wisconsin, hopefully winter don't roll up on your ass, which is coming up soon, winter in Wisconsin. You know, winter is, it starts winter in September um, after the mosquitoes die. But um, what's going to happen is, guys, if he doesn't, here's, here's gonna, what you're going to have to decide against. If you don't lawyer up and you get shelter, kiss your kids goodbye. All right? Kiss them goodbye. <laughs> That's your choice. If you if you if you don't get a lawyer and you go in there by yourself, you're going to get great. You're going to get bent over the judge's chamber. 
That's what's going to happen. And kiss your kids goodbye. You won't see their ass. By the time they see your ass, all right, you're going to be homeless. You're still going to end up homeless. So no lawyer, kiss your kids goodbye. I don't know how it works in Wisconsin in terms of um, custody, but I know a lot of them are. Let me just say this. You don't get a lawyer. They give you 50% custody. How are you going to take care of them? And because you're going to have to pay off your lawyer. I mean, you're going to have to pay off the court fees. You're going to have to pay off your uh, spousal support that you set at a high payment. You're going to have to pay off child support, which she's probably going to put you on. If you go with the lawyer instead of the house, then you're going to have potentially lawyers don't get paid to win. They get paid to show up and make sure you follow procedures. If you lose, they still get paid. So they're not there to pay you. They're not there to win the case. Many lawyers are unmotivated about winning the case because they know the deck is stacked against you, but they want to at least not make you embarrass yourself. <laughs> okay, so they're like, don't go in there and embarrass yourself. They give your ass a somewhat of a chance. Somewhat. But it's about how you represent yourself, even with the lawyer. Can he declare bankruptcy? It doesn't affect uh, if they if they get a child support payment, if they get him on the system, the bankruptcy is irrelevant. All right, because most of these most of these things are protected against bankruptcy. So spousal support, you still going to pay child support. You're still going to pay bankruptcy does not get rid of child support. It can temporarily put a stay and open up an opportunity for you to get your license back. But that's about it. It'll keep them off your back until the bankruptcy case is concluded. But then they're going to start tacking back the payments. What I'm going to tell you, once we get here, this is why I tell you, if you go against my advice and you're not prepared for this and you lose, what you're going to find out is you're on your own. You're on your own, sir. There's nobody coming to save you. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. Yeah, people are saying you should do this, you should do that, you should get an LLC. It's over. By this point of the filing, there's no he should get an LLC. There's It's over. You can't do it in the middle of a divorce. Like, they know that's coming. As soon as you go in there, well, all my money's in the LLC. No, it ain't. Give me your tax returns from last year. It ain't in the LLC. It's in your personal name. You're done. They're not going from yesterday. They're going from 20, uh, 2021 and 2020. They're going to see what you earned during those years. They know all of the bullshit. <laughs> you can, they says with the LLC, they can only sue the entity. You need to have that before you get divorced. Before you get divorced, not during the divorce proceedings. <laughs> you need to add that three, four, five years before you get divorced. Not during it. Don't, guys, it's too late. It's too late for that. Now, with, with that being said, with that being said, when you hire a lawyer, it doesn't mean you're going to win. So think about that. You're going to sleep in your car. You're going to pay off an attorney. Oh, by the way, if you haven't watched the movie Divorce Corp, and I've been telling you it's homework, watch the movie Divorce Corp. Uh, if you want to see someone break it down, Mr. Palmer from FCK Child Support broke it down and he played it and then he did a voice. I don't know how you got away with that. 
but congratulations for that. Maybe I'll do it in the future. They'll tell you lawyers are going to fan the flames of the divorce. Why would they do that? Because they want your money. I got money. Every now and then, you'll find a lawyer that's like, look, let's clear this up. But let's just say for all intents and purposes, you get a lawyer that just wants to finish the job. Her lawyer wants blood. She filed for the divorce. You're screwed. Because she now gets to lead the parade. They don't want to fold. They know you now registered an LLC. They're going to bust that bullshit up too. Um, they're going to be continuances, extra lawyer fees, $600 an hour. So you're playing, you're paying for a lawyer just to extend the case out and make your legal bill higher. But you have protection. Okay, guys, this is a whole complicated thing. And this is why I tell men, before you get married, you want to iron these things out and know what you're going to lose before you get to the point of, hey, what do I do when? Hold on for a second. I'm putting in the PayPal link here. I'm going to put it at the top. Don't get divorced and then be like, what do I need to do now? It's too late. I've been telling you that, guys, for a long time. It's way too late. You're late in the game. I'm not um, I'm not coming down hard on that guy. But a lot of you guys think, okay, what do I do now? You fucked. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean what you do now? You screwed. You screwed up. That's what you do. Go ahead and bend over the judge's chamber and take it. The best you're going to come out with is 50-50 custody. Unless he was a crackhead, and even then, that doesn't help you out. Shout out to Deadly Ellie. When I see big moves, I always ask myself, are they going to sag like a sock at a tennis ball if I take the bra off? Yes. That's the thing about big moves. I'm not a big move guy, man, because, you know, uh, clothing trickery and witchcraft can fool you. They be sitting up nice, wiggling and jiggling. All you know, when you get home, you know what's about to happen. You take that bra off and you turn around and she got the bra with the seven clasps on the back. You know what's about to happen. Every class you unbuckle, it's going to go lower and lower and lo you're going to turn them around and be like, <laughs> you'll be like, Lord, like, whoa. And the other thing is when they don't have, when they have them and they sitting up like they all tightly packed, that's just bra cup. That's empty. There's a lot of empty space in there. <laughs> A lot of empty space. You'd be like, boy, they all tightly packed. Oh, my God. Look at her, man. They just sit up all right. Them, thems are empty cups. You take them things off, and you're going to be like. <laughs> you want to see some foolage. <laughs> all right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. Listen, I'm not mad at either one of them. But men, you guys need to be aware. That nature knows you're a visual creature. And I know this now that that's why I can walk past women and be like, all right, I already know what's about to happen there. But uh, this happens when you get older. Nature knows you're a visual creature. Women know this, and so do clothing producers. So most everything that they are doing is to manipulate you into believing something exists. But it doesn't exist once you turn off the lights, 
Doom, doom. Light a candle. Once you get behind that closed door, you're going to be amazed at what you thought was there and what's actually there. Because that's how it works. Clothing design, when yoga pants came out, I want you guys want you guys to know when yoga pants came out, they were considered one of the most um like women went out and bought them in droves. They were like, this is the miracle pants. Why were they the miracle pants? Well, I'm gonna break it down to you. If you guys want time, if you guys have time, I'll break it down for you. Number one, they mostly claim came in black. Because leggings prior to that came in black. That's what most leggings did. Why? Because they can hide the blemishes. They can hide the fact that she didn't shave. They can hide all the cottage cheese and all of that stuff. But what people did with leggings prior to that, if they weren't in a ballet class, was that they wore shorts or a skirt over the leggings. And then they wore boots on top of the leggings. So it was a fall uniform in which you can cover up. Now I don't have to shave this morning. Now, if I have a bruise on my leg, I can hide that, but I can still look and accentuate the long legs. This is what yoga pants does. It pulls the pants all the way up, especially the high-waisted ones. It pulls the pants all the way up, pushes the midsection in, elongates the back and the legs, and it actually lifts the buttock. And it hides the blemishes. So if she doesn't want to shave this morning, she can put the yoga pants on. See, I know this because I worked with women who I worked in gyms and women who wore yoga pants. And then I would get to stretching them and their hair, their legs were all prickly. I've also been with women that were wearing these black leggings that when they take the leggings off, their legs are wider than the moon. And you're like, you weren't expecting it. What is going on there? The buttocks is not as lifted anymore. The midsection is not as pushed in. The legs aren't as elongated as they previously appear. I mean, these are all trickery. It's all trickery. But they use that against you because you're visual creatures, right? So the legs all look, all the legs look like sausages. You know what I mean? Packed into these leggings. It looks like sausages. There's no blemishes. You can't see any cottage cheese. You can't, I mean, sometimes you can. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like, unavoidable you can't see any blemishes or hair on the butt you can't see a hair on the back you, i mean everything looks perfect but then when you get home it does it looks less as perfect most times you don't care but if you are judgmental then you're going to care if you're going to be like this is false advertising you're going to care right or you're going to say man why did you hide this you know what i mean you're going to feel like that it was a little bit of false advertising same thing with bras same things with shirts Right. We've been being fooled by these clothing designers for a long time. And um, and it is what it is. It's just the truth about it. It's just the truth about it. So when that with that being said, this is how they play your nature against you. Um, You know, the same thing with the bras, the bras that first made you look like a cone in the 50s. Right. Had the cone bra. Then they had the push up bra, in which they have these front attachments that push everything up and they sit them up like they're teenagers. Then the, the biddies be sitting up like teenagers. But when, when you get them home, it don't look like that. You know what I mean? You'd be like, whoa. So it's all, it's all playing against your nature, what, which I call manipulation. And I always tell you manipulation is neither good nor bad. 
but it can be made good or bad against the person who is ignorant against the manipulation. As long as I know it's manipulation and I allow it and I accept it and I might have a counter to the manipulation or I might say I'll accept the manipulation for what I'm getting out of it, it's fine. It's fine. But if you think it's one way and then you find out it's another, you were manipulated, it was evilly done. If they intended, like, you know, full faces of makeup and they are, they don't look that way. I think that's manipulation, especially when they say, well, I'm still the same person under this clown paint. No. Just charge it up to the game you manipulated and you got mad when you got called out. It would be similar as if I walked around and said I was a millionaire and I paid for the first three dates and I didn't ask you for nothing. And I took you on trips and vacation and I was like, hey, you know, why don't we make this thing exclusive? And you jumped on it because you thought I was a millionaire. And you were like, you didn't even press me for sex. I like this. And he paying for me and I bought you a handbag and I bought you all of these things. I took you to Costa Rica and I did all of this shit. And then when you got with me, you found out I lived in an apartment and I leased my car and I'm sitting over here broke. Now, she going to be bad. Wait a minute. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. The Tinder swindler. So, yeah, we had that example. The Tinder swindler was that example. And the women was on there. <laughs> He said he was a multimillionaire. He had planes and jets. He was jet setting. He was taking me on trips. He was drinking Cristal. They they made a whole Netflix special on that manipulation because they fell for it. On the other end, we can be out here every day talking about, man, this girl came in with a long hair. She had long, long hair. She's not like you, though. She'll do whatever I say. She'll even be my And literally, she'll take that wig off, set it right there on your chair, and then expect you to be like, all right, nothing's wrong here. <laughs> I guess this is fair. I guess I have to accept it. She'll go in the damn mirror, wash her clown paint off. Are you ready? She got a face full of acne craters. And you're sitting there like, uh... <laughs> well, I guess we're not being judgmental here. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. But the the reason I'm able to articulate all of these things, right? <laughs> oh, I, I did hide someone. I don't know if I meant to hide him. I saw who hurt you. I don't know if he was talking to me. But uh, yeah, man, these are the things that we have to counter when we're dealing with uh, relationships. We have to take L's. We have to literally be like, swallow our pride. We have to hide our true feelings about things, right? Because if we say it, we're a misogynist. If we say it, we're hurt. If we say it, we're bitter or we're wrong. Uh, they will literally like Kevin Samuels, rest in peace. They was like, he's out there rating women and giving them numbers. Really, you're mad that he was rating you. And not only was he rating you, they were calling in for ratings, but that's another story. 
Also, they rape men all the time. That is the one thing I didn't get. They were rating men. They rate men all the time. All the time. We walk out the door, they rating us. Oh, you too short. If I if I like short men, I would get you, but uh, you too short. Oh, you broke, busted, and disgusted. You dusty. You live at your mama's house, so that's an economic rate. I got a physical rate. I got an ugly ass, ashy. I'm ashy and dusty and ugly, ashy lip. That's a rating. I'm bald. Where's my hairline? That would be a rating. You got that gray beard. Them young girls don't want you. That would be a rating. You too skinny, you too fat, you too muscular, that's a rating. You got a dad bod, that would be a rating. You ain't got no more muscle, that would be a rating. Where's your six-pack ab? That would be a rating too. I mean, there's continuously. <laughs> I need you to be six foot over or I ain't talking. Swipe right, that's a rating. I don't date black men, I don't date white men, that would be a rating too. I mean, it's continuous. It's continuously rating, but, you know, you skip leg day, that would be a rating. That would be a body shame. I mean, it's like constant. It's constant, but <laughs> you don't make six figure, that's a rating. You don't own a house, that would be a rating. You live with your mama, that would be a rating too. I mean, it is what it is, but um, this is the world we live in. See, the thing is, we can't change the world. We can't stop the world and let you off. We can't complain. We can't complain about it. They own the complaining department. That girl got on Sports Illustrated looking like a busted Pillsbury biscuit can. Jordan Peterson called, in, called her out, and everybody attacked him. I'm like, she the one jumped out there in the swimsuit. They don't want to put her out on the cover. Uh, we're supposed to not judge her? She got in the judgment. She got in the judgment profession. <laughs> That's what you do. That's the job you in. Be judged. So, um, but they can call Jordan Peterson all kind of names. He's an incel. He can't get no women. He's, you know, I mean, that's a rating. You're an incel. Who hurt you? Uh, it is, um, it's a constant. Oh, but that's the point. You can't change the world. So what you can do is you can adopt, uh, adopt the strategy. The world is what it is. And it's uh, going to hell in a handbasket. But um, the world is what it is. So what you do is you adopt the mindset to avoid much of it, right? You gain leverage, right? The, you, you get options for yourself. The options and leverage is what makes you undefeated. If you're begging these people to change, it ain't going to happen. The number one thing you do is get options slash leverage. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand it. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. What I've determined about um, people in the world and in America is that they ain't got shit going for them. <laughs> right? They got nothing going. They need you more than you need them. And now the beautiful thing is they put a price on just about everything. There's a sticker. You walk into the store, you look at the sticker. Most of the time, if you have leverage and options, you don't even have to look at the sticker. All you have to do is say, I got money.
and you'll get what you want out here. You'll get you'll get what you want in plenty. There was a time that you'd be like, well, I don't want them type of girls. They all cockeyed and buck tooth, and they've been ran through by a hundred men. Not anymore. They come out right out and put a price tag on their head. They come right out. As soon as they turn 18, they put a dollar sign. Cha-ching. <laughs> and you could just be like, come here. Get what you want and skedaddle. You used to have to marry them, guys. You're free. Hey, guys, you're free. This is the whole point of the whole concept. You guys are free now. You don't even have to run game no more. You don't even have to cold approach no more. They put themselves on every damn dating app that you can't possibly find. You don't even have to wait to see. Back to, back in the day, you only had like 15 girls to pick from. And the other rest of the girls hated you. You knew you didn't have no chance. Now you got dozens and dozens. If you got enough money, you can fly one in. And she'll deliver herself like she's Uber Eats or a Domino's Pizza. She'll come right to your doorstep. Piping hot. Flaming. You got options on endless options. You can get a damn passport and an airline ticket and go wherever you want. You're free. You don't have to marry up. You don't have to fool them, manipulate them, trick them, talk them out of their panties, lie to them. You don't have to do anything anymore. You're free. Not only that, you can get hot, attractive women delivered to your doorstep, piping hot and ready. Mm. Like Caesar's Pizza. <laughs> You're free. Don't you realize it? You're absolutely free. And these women are, why don't these men commit? Why don't they approach me no more? They're, they're struggling. And, you know, I see TikTok on here all the time that talk about, like, you know, pretty girls and how they're never approached. And it's true. Like, I was just out at a bar. Black men were there. None of them talk to my friends and I. All pretty girls, black girls, none. And it's like, people say, like, finding someone to have sex with you, to take you out to eat, to compliment you is not hard. I can go on these apps clearly and find someone that's ready to have sex with me tonight, right now, without even knowing my last name. Literally does not know if I've just had, just got rid of an STD yesterday, but is definitely willing to have sex with me right now. But finding someone that like is willing to check on me when I say I'm having a bad day, that's too much. And it's just so frustrating because it's like, I'm just myself. I don't know what else to do. Ma'am, you're in a bad situation. You're in a bad situation. You got no leverage. You're stuck. All right, shout out to um, last couple here. Callie West. Thank you, sir. He says, I was dating a single mother whose uncle pulled me to the side and asked me what kind of car I drive. I told him probably I have two cars. He said, I know, but don't you, he says, but do you have a black Impala? Hint, hint. He went against the matrix. I thank him till this day. Wow. So yeah, man, the, the girl's uncle. Sometimes you got a, a brother that's in a woman's family that will tell you. Dude, she got she 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 on depressing medication. You know what I mean? Like she taking antidepressants. You might want to run. Okay. But sometimes you guys are getting with women and the family quiet as hell, knowing she was the pee pee girl. She peed in the bed till she was 12. 
knowing that she'd been on ADHD and ADD medication all through high school, and she was the runaround Sue. They know full and damn well she got, she got, she'd been out there snorting lines back in the day. They knew she was a mess, and they said nothing when you came to the door. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to, uh, yeah, Mar Mario. I just want to reiterate um, what Chief Drum Drumhack said. Um, he says, women will take you to court on your dime and your time. On your dime and your time. This is the thing about court. Court starts during work hours. And there's nothing that gives her a sense of pride than to bust up your work day. Knowing that you got to take off work and go to your boss or lose a client over going to court to argue some petty shit that can be solved. All right. If somebody just swallows their pride. So be careful when you're dealing with these people. It's not just that they want to win. They want to get your attention. They want you to waste your time and lose your job over this bullshit. They want you to pay in blood. Ask a woman that you're divorcing. Okay, let's just sit down. What do you want? What's the number? See, this is the, the what I would tell you as a man. Find your ex-spouse or your ex-girlfriend, whatever she's suing you for. Okay, what's the number? What's, what's the number? Here's a pen. Here's a pen and a piece of paper. You give it to her like this. Here you go. Write down the number. What you're going to find out is she ain't got no freaking number. There's no number. She out for blood. She wants you to pay a penalty. She wants you to take the L on social media. She wants you to be the deadbeat. She wants to tie you up in the court. She wants you, she wants to court the referee. There's no number. There, half is not in the number. That's not going to stop her from furthering complicating the situation. As you know, when it comes to it, it's Scarlet Witch time. It's time to blow this up. There's no hell, half no fury like a woman's scorn. She wants you to pay not in just money. She wants you to play in blood. She wants you to pay in reputation. She wants you to lose something. Right? Because you'll handle the paper, write down the number, I'll pay it. Now, that's a mistake. Because you know what? If she writes down the number and you agree to it, she's going to say, I could have got more. Okay, $500,000. Okay, good. I'll write the check. By the way, there is a case just like that of a woman of the oil magnet. I think he was allegedly worth billions or millions. He was going to write her. I think he wrote her a $1 billion check, and she declined it. Let me look it up. This is going to make for a longer stream. I apologize. Woman declines. Was it million? Billion dollar check? This proves my point. Let me see here in a divorce. I can't remember what the number was, but it was. Oh, here it is right here. Here it is right here. Um, She ended up having to cash it here. Let me see here. Here it is right here for people that think I make this up. Harold Ham's ex-wife rejects $975 million divorce settlement check. Now, these are stories. The, the story I just told you, give her the paper, give her the number. He wrote this check, $974 million. And she said, nope.
She said, no, if you wrote that check, I can get more. If you're willing to part with a billion dollars, then you got $3 billion to give me. There it is right there. She ended up having to cash it. But I don't even know if that stopped the divorce. She just cashed it. She said, no, you got $1 billion, I need $4 billion. <laughs> Guys, there's no number. There's nothing that you could do once the process of the divorce or breakup or whatever it is. The Once that starts, you're just going to have to go for the ride. You earned that by going for the commitment. You earned that. You thought that you were getting all this sex for free and all this love and companionship for free. Many women walk away. Most don't. They cannot walk away. They got to take some blood with them. <laughs> uh, anyway. I mean, we'll learn this over time. And the, not only do you learn, we, you need to protect against it. Not all women do these things. But so many of them do it. It's, there's a point to it. Uh, let's see here. Mr. G, KG says this 26-year-old made a 50-minute video about how old men are perverts after selling her peace leave for rent. <laughs> Think about that. She slept with him to make it through the month, but now she feels like she's victimized. Ma'am, you did that to yourself. But again, uh, we teach them that they can be always the victim. So they always want to be the victim. And if they never get it, they'll never be satisfied. They got to be the one to be the victim. If you do something like this, you fight for your kids. Sorry for the long stream, but you fight for your kids. You fight and fight. You stay in their lives. They interfere. They interfere. And you finally say, well, fuck it. I'm done with it. Go, go, go stay with your mom. You know what they're going to do next? He left the kids. He left me with the kids. She'd literally been wanting the custody the whole time. She'd been interfering, interfering with your parentage, poisoning the kids. You finally say, all right, I'll walk away. He left me here. I got to do everything. And he don't pay enough child support. He thinks this amount of money's going to make it through the month, the month, the month. I was like, you literally over here paying all the bills, taking care of everything. As soon as you'd be like, all right, here, here here's a couple hundred dollars you pay for the rest of the kids. Oh, he left me out here so tough. I got to be a full-time mommy now. Bro, they... <laughs> Ain't no pleasing them. I'm not happy. <laughs> it, it is one of the most toughest things you got to do with. You got to deal with these things, man, because they're going to be... It, just by you participating, this is the fine print that you agree with in the relationship. These are the fine print details that nobody irons out. We're going to be together forever. We're going to love each other. We're going to cuddle and touch and feel and have sex. Yeah, and have sex too. But yeah, and we're going to do this and we'll be together forever in the long run. We'll work it out. Our love is like no other love. It'll be the best and you will hit her. We'll be happily ever after. We'll create beautiful kids. It'll be just so poetic and fantastic. Yeah, and then reality hits. <laughs> and then you stuck with a... um. A bipolar, <laughs> you stuck with somebody with mental borderline who's going to blame you for every damn thing. And you're like, ah, damn, did I sign up for this? Yes, you did. Shout out to Jack Vendetta. He says, not my girl, my frame too masculine. <laughs> Shout out to Jack Vendetta, not my girl. And anybody tells you you can counteract this with masculine frame, 
you need to charge you need to charge them for every dollar you lose in your divorce or your breakup. He says government over dads, God. Wow. Government over dads, God. Yikes. Government over dads. Yep, everything you do, guys, was when you're a father, they're going to put a referee in every scenario. Your kid's baseball coach is going to be the referee in your divorce. Because she's going to go in there, oh, my God. I can't bring him to practice on these days because this is his days. I don't bring him to practice. Can you schedule practice at another time? Because I don't have custody of that week. Victim. So they're going to put that person in front, the coaches, the teachers, the principal, um, who else? The judge, the bailiff, the court clerk, the psychologist, the school psychologist, the doctors. Everybody's going to referee your parentage. Because you broke up and divorced, which they would never have be in your they would never be in your relationship had your family stayed together. These people would never be in there. But because you broke up, the attorneys, the paralegals, the the people, uh, the the people doing the driver's test, <laughs> non freaking stop. Anything happens, police, security, they're gonna be the referee. And somehow she wants you to walk away with egg on your face. That's what she wants for you to just completely collapse, walk away with egg on your face, be broke, destitute, and the kids hate you. The, sp- the kids will spit on your grave. In her mind, she won. As long as that ain't happening, she losing. If you walk away rich with a bag and she in there living in a hovel and she somehow got the kids to accept her struggle and for you to go out there and live rich, she losing. It don't matter what the hell you do. <laughs> All right. Uh, they want, they out from blood. They out to embarrass. They're out to be portrayed as the holy feminine um divine feminine and you know who's gonna get on her on your neck on that the simps everybody you shouldn't have her out there like this you shouldn't have that that's your children's mother you should have her you should be wanting to put her in a mansion while you live in a hovel i can't believe you that's the mother of your kids She should be out there and you should always put her in a better position because your kids going to see that and they're going to see that you love her. Meanwhile, she out there roasting you on Facebook. Right now, she calling you a deadbeat. Right now, she up at court trying to figure out how she can get your ass arrested. Oh, man, don't worry about none of that. See, you must have been doing something wrong. See, what you should do. They calling you everything out your name right now. They out at the principal's office telling you you can't pick up your kids on your custodial day, a.k.a. Matt Barnes in the NBA. They out there dirtying your name up left and right. They calling you all kind of dogs. Now, when they do that, nobody says, that's the father of your kids. That's the father of your kids. Do not talk about the father of your kids like that. That's the father of your kids doing well in life. Why are you interfering with his parentage? They never once say that. Yeah, he a deadbeat. I can't stand when men do that. My ex-husband did, did that with me too. Huh? That's what they do. You say one thing. I mean, don't call your mother or your kids that. She gave you two beautiful kids. She gave you eight beautiful kids. Why don't you just leave her be? Why don't you give her all the money in the world and you live in your car? 
This is the world we live in. Just, yeah, you need to man up. Just be a man and do what you need to do because you being a deadbeat right now. Well, I actually take care of my kids and I have them more time than her and they don't have a bill that I pay. I put them through private school. I pay for everything. Well, she said you ain't paid for this one. You didn't pay for this, did you? You didn't pay for this. Your kids went and got Flintstone vitamins and she said you owe her $22. Why don't you pay up? See? Of course you pay for everything. That's what you're supposed to do. You think you get an award for what you're supposed to do? Well, I mean, that's just 22 bucks. You a deadbeat. <laughs> you like, God dang, bro. Like, relax. You're you're a deadbeat no matter what. There, I don't care if you pay every single bill. You a deadbeat as long as she don't have full custody and live in a mansion and you live in a hovel. That's the only way. And then still you're a deadbeat. Why you got a half-time parenting, man? That's not what mother's supposed to do. Kids supposed to be up under their mother and the daddy's supposed to be working his fingers to the bone. Why don't you give up your custody and just pay her child support so that she can live good and be a mama? Well, she said she wanted to focus on her career. So I could focus on my career. She said she wanted to focus on her career. Well, her career ain't going too good right now, so you need to pay up. Why don't you put the kids over there and pay the child support under duress and fear of being prosecuted and thrown in jail? Well, okay. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll man up. I'll live in my car. This the world we live in. God forbid, God forbid you try to be the dad of the year. They like, man, who cares about all that? You got time to be the dad of the year? There's something wrong with your priorities. All right, shout out to all the divorced dads out here that deal with this nonsense. We try to tell you these stories so that you're prepared for the bullshit. Uh, shout out to Wisdom Vision Productions. Any tips for men renting and living with couples? Wait a minute. You live with a couple? Mm. I know you hear the bullshit. I'll tell you that. I know you hear the bull crap. That should keep you single for a long time. Uh, the loud pocket says the 304 restocking fee. Yeah, that's the restocking fee. You turn them back over to the government. Hey, I don't want to be with her no more. Or she turns you in. You got to put her back up that back on Tinder and plenty of fish and in Bumble. You got to pay a fee for that. Eric Powell, more you learn, the more you <laughs> sympathize with OJ. I ain't going there. <laughs> I'm not going there. I don't, I don't, I don't, um, condone violence guys don't lose your life over women don't lose your life i mean don't go to jail for them because you want to pay them back you're always going to lose this is the these are this is called microaggressions versus aggression uh their microaggressions people will look over so death by a thousand cuts they can cut you up into pieces a thousand times nobody will flinch soon as you do anything aggressive to them they got everything they want. Just like what happened to the basketball player, Rolando Rajon Rondo. He pulled out the jammy one time against probably thousands of microaggressions on her part. Now she got everything she needs. So don't lose your life or your freedom over a woman. It's not worth it. Trust me, it's not worth it. You got to live that every day. So 
people like Scott Peterson and OJ and all of these dudes that got slam dunk over two pieces of peace leave, they're foolish. I mean, there's so much world out here and these people got price tags on their head. Man, I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying transactional, legit upfront transactional relationships in which I don't pay them for the relationship. I pay them to sever the relationship. Okay. It's a parting gift for them to go enjoy their time for me to enjoy my time. I don't have to pay for interactions with women. I do want to pay them a severance fee on the way out. Because I don't know if you guys know how it works. When you in when you interact when with free sex with women, you are putting more down payments on future relationships. Okay? So if a woman says, "Hey, I'd like you." I'll offer you my body for free. That's not free, you goofball. You're actually investing more in the relationship. You're Because look, if you got the peace leave, somebody keeps asking me a question without a super chat. Super chat it. Hit, hit up the PayPal. Um, if, you, if she gives you your body, that's down payment into more interaction. If you cut her off, she's going to be pissed and turn Scarlet Witch on you. She's like, hey. I gave you this. This is because now I want more from you. And they will tell you you're not paying for women. Yet yeah, you're you're paying, right? Because that's the that's the deal she's making with you. If I say, here's a parting gift for our interactions, then I no longer have to invest anything more to her. Uh, why didn't you call me? I don't have to. Why didn't you text me? I don't have to. Why don't we see each other again? I don't have to. That's what happens when you give a parting gift, a severance package. I don't have to do no more. But if you get it for free, now there's an there's an unwritten law that says you got to do more for her now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, Earl Thomas locked up. How many dudes going to lock themselves up over a woman? Please. When I go um, and I give you a severance package, you can't ask me no more further questions. You can't be like, well, I'm not, how come we ain't going on vacation? And how come you going on vacation and you ain't taking me? I don't got to do nothing no more. I severed the relationship. Period. That's how it works. I'm not paying for the relationship. I'm severing what we possibly could have had in the future. <laughs> I figured out the game. Uh, shout out to, yeah, Richard Sermon. Look at all the dudes locking themselves up over women. You guys are goofy. Uh, it's, it's not worth it. I'm not getting locked up for no women at all. Anthony B says, I am learning this mistake as we speak the hard way. This is how men have to learn. Unfortunately, we learn the hard way. We have to, we have a hard head makes for a soft ass. Uh, somebody says all of her. All for her to have an emotional affair. Shout out to Rove. We're going to call you R. Lee. And that's going to happen too. She's going to have an emotional affair. She's going to say, well, we didn't cross the line, but we met for dinner a couple times and we text. This is all goofy games, man. I'm going to tell you, it's all a goofy game. I don't want to participate in this. I don't, I don't participate in all this goofiness. I straight up go, how much does it cost for me not to see you again? You ever see in life, how much it going to cost if I turn one of them white-only pies into ninja pies? This is what I do. 
how much it going to cost for me to get you out of my hair for life? Forever. Now, if I want to bring you back in, I can do so. But I want no further bull. How much it going to cost? More than often, it's cheaper than any other way you will try to transact the relationship. <laughs> and my show is done. Shout out to the coach gang. We'll be back this afternoon. Come by, drop a like. And let's listen to some fire crackling. Peace.